Welcome, everybody. Give us a break. Episode four. And we ain't going to waste no time. You know, we got a special guest in the building. We're going to bring him in after we talk about this 2K news. G, we finally got the My Player Builder stuff, bro. No more pie charts. You get to finally upgrade your stuff as you want to, up to 95 overall. You get to have two takeovers again. And all the takeovers, there are 24 types of takeovers. A lot of badges got redesigned and renamed. A lot of bullshit-ass badges are gone. G, left. I don't know which one of y'all want to go first, but how we feel about the 2K news, man? Man, you go. that shit, man. I ain't gonna lie, that shit feel good, man. I'm looking at this news. I'm like, it's funny because a lot of this shit in here is stuff like we've been asking for, or not even stuff we've been asking for. You know how you got like those times where you're just thinking like, damn, it'd be dope if 2K could do something like this. Or damn, it'd be fire if 2K could do something like this. You know, or go and back to what they was doing before. Back. Exactly. Like, for example, like they brought Fade Ace back. Fade Ace is the badge boost all post fadeaways. That is major for post scorers who don't just want to post hook people who have high shooting. Shit, put them in the post fadeaway. I plan on using that. I'm maxing out my post moves. You know, I'm I'm just looking at all the news, man. The, the, the shit is the shit is crazy. All these badges. They added about 25 new badges and it took away about what 10, 15? It they might were like be the same amount. Maybe yeah, maybe badges. yeah, it may be. And I noticed that they have like four badges per like per build. They have four badges for that are unique to guards, four badges that are unique to small small forwards, and four badges that are unique to um bigs. I don't know the badges off top, but I just read that. That shit is fucking hard. It's just way yeah. too much to take in. But overall, I'm feeling like 10 out of 10. I'm giving it a 10 already. That's how I'm feeling I mean, right now. Bro, the fact that the leak was real. We kept getting told it was fake. Everybody was disrespecting Ron Jesus. And a lot of these motherfuckers ain't apologizing to this man, bro. Like, Exactly. Exactly. And that was my point. Like, I figured, because when I was looking at the screenshots that um, Ron Jesus had, I was like, yo, this looks too legit for him to just make this up. It looked too legit. For him to just make it up. And that's what led me to believe, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet if it's wrong, if I'm wrong or wrong. But I thoroughly believe that that shit was real. It was no way it was fake because it was too, it, it looked too good. It looked too yeah. good. That's what it is. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like more so how, okay, we now have the ability to understand what equates to what batch. So right. we do a lot of things during the game, and we don't know, okay, is this applying to playmaking? How am I getting this attribute to this? What am I supposed to be doing to build this up? So right. now you can see the progression during the game. Like, okay, this is what – if I set this screen, this works towards this badge. Okay. So that, that was beneficial to us back then. Also, the ability to choose exactly what I want to put on what. Mm -hmm. So now, giving we don't have to be set with a standard amount of badges, and knowing that each tier of attributes gives you either Hall of Fame this or gold that, it allows you to to build and mold your character more so to how you want to play, mm -hmm. more so than how the the limitations cap you to. This is only the only way you can play. This is the best you can play with this position. Now you can play more to your style. Yeah. 
Exactly. And it's funny you say it to your style because that's exactly what I was going to say next. Like, for example, if you max out your layup to like 95 or however you do it, the more you boost your layup attribute, the more badges open up that are layup related. So, for yeah. example, if you boost your layup high enough, you'll start seeing Giant Slayer go Hall of Fame or Slithery Finisher go goal and just like that. Like, if you if you boost your dunk high enough, you'll start seeing Posterizer go Hall of Fame or gold mm -hmm. or silver, whatever the case may be. And bonus, you can get Hall of Fame badges in every single category because there's no pie chart. You are literally building your My Player now. You can get Hall of Fame badges in your defensive categories even though you're a shot creator. But the thing is, you still have the potential badge points. So that means you can get Hall of Fame badges, but if you only get five badge points in, like, defensive, that means you can get Clamps Hall of Fame, but that's it. You can get Clamps Hall of Fame and, like, intercept the bronze because that would be the equipment of five badge points. So it's just a bit of information. If people were thinking that, oh, man, I can get Hall of Fame badges in every category, so that means I can get freaking ten badges in every category, nah. You still have to do the badge point thing. They still limited us right there. Just a piece and, of information. And to keep it a beam, what I would love for them to do is your badges go up and down based on your progression. So if you come into a, a rec game or pro end game and you've been lighting it up in my career, you got your shit Hall of Fame, and then you meet that one nigga that make you go six for 30, your shit should go back down to bronze. Well, I don't like that because the badge already plays too big of a part over the attribute itself. And it's already enough that when you're having a bad game, every game you get cold. So I think that's enough right there. I think people forget that over time, when you make or miss, you get hot or cold. People don't even know that. If you miss your very first shot, your points go down. Your attributes go down right then and there. Even though the game just started, if you miss that very first shot, your attributes actually go down one to two points. People don't even know that. So I wouldn't even want the badges to play a part. It's already bad enough that we have to rely on badges, you know, to actually be successful on the court. I don't want us to take them away just because we had a bad game, you know, because bad games happen. Shit, LeBron had bad games, but then come back the next game and give you a 40-point triple-double. Absolutely. So, that, that'll, that'll determine whether you are a hooper or you just yeah. a 2K player. Now, yeah. my thing is it eliminates the cheesing of, of, of certain aspects because you're going to still see it. But I think with people being conscious of, okay, I can't keep pulling these limitless threes knowing that it's going to go back down. Okay, I got to be more efficient. I think in that aspect, I think it makes the game more genuine. Yeah. We're not and relying I too much on mechanics and more so IQ. Yeah. But what's dope about the limitless threes is – there is no more range extender. So you have to either get deep threes. That's it. You just have to get deep threes, Hall of Fame, Dame and Curry range three balls. But the thing about that is I still don't think you'd be able to hit it consistently from that deep because, as you know, badges don't always work every single time. But that's why they have the new takeover called Limitless, which means you can consistently pull it from deep, like deep, deep, more often. So that leads me to believe that from day one, you should be able to, if you have a 95-3 or a good three, like 85, let's say. From day one, you should be able to shoot relatively good because there is no badge that is like a range extender badge. It's called deep threes, not limitless range or range extender or mid-range 
extender, you know what I mean? So from day one, everybody should be able to shoot rather than like right now, you can't shoot without range extender. I just like the true skill system more so than yeah. progression. Yeah. Because that, mm -hmm. that's what it's looking like. They're going back to the true scale system. Because their ideology for 95 to 99 is beyond me. Like, you get point three winning, but you lose point five, point six losing. Like, it just – the ideology in that point makes no sense. So, if you're going to do that, do that throughout the entire progression, not just from 95 to 99. I'm going to make a bold prediction to say they're taking that out. I'm, I think they're going to just keep it. Once you get to 99, you can stay there. Because the progression – too many people – too many people complain about it, man, because it's annoying. If you have a bad game, but it wasn't your fault, your team just lost online, you get a 95 and you drop. No matter, you could drop 30 points. And have it, 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 it happened. 97.6. And then you Bro. lose. Yeah, like, like. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all these badges, man. Like, the one I think, the one that really sticks out to me, being like a playmaker, it's bullet passer. And that's not a ticket. That's, that's the most fire badge. badge in the fucking world. Yeah. Gives you the ability to throw laser dots like LeBron. That's all people need. That's better than needle threader. Because that's exactly what you're doing with a quick pass that you're threading a needle. So if that and needle threader is still in the game, in which I think it is, yeah, that would be killer for any type of playmaker. Yeah, see, I like clutch defender because I never quite understood how there was a clutch shooter badge, but nothing for the defense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let me see. Um, oh, here's another one. I didn't even notice this very last one called Hot Stopper. Yeah. Take over a meter for good defensive plays, like steals, blocks, and good tests. And, and good tests. Because I don't, think, yeah. I don't think people understand that a shot contest, defense is more than blocks and steals. I don't think people understand like a, a good shot contest or cutting off a passing lane. Or shit, that's good defense. Tip pass, good that's hustle, Draymond, all that's defense. That's Draymond Green shit. That shit that doesn't come up on the stat sheet. Good shot contest. Good way to cut the lane off so they couldn't even get the pass off. Stuff like that. Yeah, you need a badge for that. But, but, but people good. don't people don't really care for it because it's not rewardable. They don't reward yeah. you as well for those things outside of you having blocks of steals. So that's why people spam that because. Yeah, I can good shot contest all day and only get 600 points for defense. So it's like, I think their reward system has to be adjusted. But as far as the badges go, I, I, I like how they're broken down. Yeah, because I'm looking at with all these new offensive badges, they had to add shit like ankle braces, makes it tougher for ball handlers to break your ankles, and then clutch defender, like you just said, and hot stopper, the last three on the badge tier list that just got added. They needed stuff like that because 85% of these badges are all offensive badges that would make the player OP. Uh -huh. So they needed to add some defensive badges. Like it's ridiculous. Let me see. Yeah, they, they def did. But while we, we do want to spend more time talking about it, we'll definitely talk about it more later. Uh, mm -hmm. As we do, got a special guest we want to bring into the pod today. This is my brother from another that – We've been running since, I want to say, 2015, 2016. One of y'all can correct me if I am wrong. 2014. I am wrong. 20, it's, some, it's somewhere out there, of course, man. But we got our guy, OG Thotty Johnson, coming through yeah. from any given Sunday Madden League, man. What's popping, Brody? Yes, sir. OG's in the building. What's up, man? 
I appreciate you guys for having me. Hey, look, man, we glad to have you, man. You know you one of the homies, you know. Sure. And, you know, we got to give a big shout-out to you anyway, man. Uh, AGS Sunday OJ Podcast, but I definitely let you spill more on later uh, as we get this interview, in a sense, going, man. You kind of the reason we decided to, like, spark this whole thing up and just get the shit going, because if not now, when? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you guys started this. Like, I was waiting. You're a streamer. I was waiting for the podcast to drop for y'all guys. I was just like, and we was talking about the podcast shit when me and Wes was even doing the commentaries, though. Like, that's the crazy part. Yeah, so. I've been wanting to do a lot of stuff league-wise um, for a long time. I, I was uh, shooting ideas to you for a while, but like you always told me, uh, we didn't have the correct users for a lot of the, the stuff that I wanted to implement. And, yeah, we kind of didn't. You know, we had kind of children, in a sense, but it was fun. Definitely so, man. I think Love got a question he want to ask you. I'm going to let Love... I'm gonna let Left take over for a little bit and, and make this controversial as hell. <laughs> my, my guy Left, what's up though, man? Hey, listen, uh, before we man. get started with that question, it's been a minute. Man. How you, how, yeah, good it, it has, man. Yeah, everything good, man. Everything good. Bless, bless, bless. Uh, damn, what the hell was I gonna ask? Oh, let's, man, I wanna get into this bad and shit. Ask me any question, man. I'm gonna open book. <laughs> Don't don't pull yourself. You like we kind of nervous. We we've been we've been playing Madden for how long? How long we been playing Madden? Since sometimes we was in Firehouse Crib, uh, running. You want to talk about two thousand one, two thousand two? Just about. So we we played the franchise mode ever since. Probably. What was the one that uh, Boho won? When he was using the Vikings when Randy was still there. What year was that? Oh, damn, you we taking it back. But yeah, Randy killing the Vikings. Yeah, we've been playing that. You, you know, you see four verts all day. You know, Boho <laughs> find one every year. He find that one play he just easily use. You know what's funny though? This is what I, I try to explain about Boho, because everybody swears that Boho goes to YouTube. And I can in his defense, I can actually defend him that he's one of those guys that go to practice mode. No, I believe it. Play I believe it. He, he does spends it. three hours on that play trying to figure out how it's going to get open. Like, and it's weird. I mean, I can't do nothing like that because I, I don't have the, the attention span for it. But he's really one of those. Because even when, like like Lefty said, when we was younger and we played in, in, in Chris House, in Firehouse House, um, we didn't have access to YouTube and all that. And he was having yeah. these plays that still he was... had that one play that always worked. No <laughs> always, matter what always. you did, he was always open. And, but, and it's funny that you, Oh, my bad. Uh, but it's funny you bring that up because we used to spend 10 hours creating the league and then only spend like two hours to play it to then delete it the next yeah. day and then do it all over again. Yeah, all over again. We'll have a whole new franchise play one game and it started all over again. Because <laughs> yeah. we arguing <laughs> trades and we're arguing free agents and it, it used to get crazy. But the reason why I brought it up is because what have you seen change with the franchise mode from then till now? I mean, one, it's, it's a connected franchise community now. Like, Back then, it wasn't. It was more so just uh, offline leagues, and we were just playing offline with a bunch of friends. Uh, now, it's actually online. Uh, the community has grown bigger. And actually, the only thing, you know, because back in the day, I don't I, don't quote me on this because I don't remember which Madden, but the, the draft stories and the, the when you get to uh, scout a, a, a rookie, it was better. You get the input from NCAA. So th- in that aspect, back then was better. But as far as, coming along as a, as a franchise, I mean, it's dope. Like, 
is definitely dope and it's gotten better because who would have thought you could play your own league and commission your own league of 32 users like the real NFL, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but back then we were just, it was like 15 of us in one house on an offline league. Like that's the difference that I, that I mainly to me. Yeah, those are those are moments. I always lead with me get my ass cut. But Man. um <laughs> <laughs> Oh hey hey lefty man oh, let me say let me say hey OG man listen man I understand like you play you play a lot of Madden more than I do obviously I don't even play Madden no more for franchise mode because I feel like franchise is way too bare bones compared to other video games like MLB the show FIFA, 2K, their, like, franchise modes are, like, light years ahead of Madden, if I'm being honest. How do you... How, How? because in, in, in the 2K league, the, the season is set up, it's horrible. Like, I don't know about now, but last year, if you were trying to make a, a season, it's, like, jumbled up. It's not like you're actually playing the uh, the actual schedule of the NBA. It's not like that. It's kind of different. And that's why I didn't, I've never took to, to 2K as a franchise. And um, baseball, the show, is coming to Xbox this year. I'm so excited because I'm going to get yes. it. I'm going to join yes. somebody's franchise. Yes, so, bro. Yes, I I'm am very excited about that. Swipe the duck in mind. FIFA to say to say that um, Madden franchise is behind. I think I think you're a little overstating that because I think it's kind of ahead of mostly all of them, like especially 2K because you guys play it and and you guys just play the online um, gym. That's not franchise. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, in that aspect, that's probably better because they have that. Because it would be dope if Madden had something like that, even though they got the yard now, which is yeah. similar, but it's not too, it's not too that crazy. nothing compared to what we was doing. No, no, but I, I That just, shit is, is a glorified but, practice. Like, that's not oh, yeah. I asked because I'm not trying to make it about Madden versus 2K. I was just using, you know, other sports as a reference to compare it. But when you look at Madden now, Compared to how it used to be, obviously the graphics are better. But Madden took out a lot of stuff. And you can't deny, if you've been playing Madden as long as I have, you can admit that since the PlayStation 2 era, EA has taken a lot of vital things out of franchise mode that really brings it to life. I mean, let's be real here. Outside of trading, drafting, and playing people, what does Madden's franchise mode offer you? Like, compared to, like, being an actual coach, there's, Matt, football is a game of X's and O's. We know this. Probably the most intense game of X's and O's out of every sport. You don't really get all of that behind the scenes as a coach or a GM. Like I said, the most you do is trade players or draft players. There's, like, there's no way to really scout the players like outside of hitting a three times or actually be on PlayStation to look at their top three traits and you know, stuff like that. What, what do you think about that? You know why though? It's because Mutt, the Mutt has mm-hmm. like drawn is that's the money maker. That's where the money's yeah. coming. The money's not coming from franchise mode. Franchise right. mode is for the, for the community and the community kind of makes money off it by selling merch or doing extra things on the side. But Mutt makes EA a lot of money. So they right. put their soul focused on that and whatever they can, whatever they can. Because once Mutt was added to the Madden franchise, you can tell they started deducting where they, where, where, everywhere. Like, where can we deduct to add to Mutt? Where we can deduct yeah. to add to Mutt? So yeah. they deduct heavy from um, connected franchise mode or, or franchise mode because at the time it was called franchise mode. So, but yeah. that's what's happening. And 
now you having a lot of voices because a lot of people are creating leagues and, and, and continuing to grow the, the um, C- CFM that Matt is kind of listening. Like next year, I know it's next year. They could have did it this year in an update or whatever, but there's going to be a lot of updates to Madden franchise mode in Madden in the next Madden coming up. Mm-hmm. That means they're hearing the, the people out there because right. we're suffering, we're suffering, but we're so involved in it that we continue it because this is something, it's, it's, it's a lot of people's livelihood. Let's be honest. Like this is, yeah. uh, people this, love football. Like people are really passionate about football. Yeah, so yeah. Sometimes it's less about Madden and more about just wanting to play football because you love it. You want yeah. to play an NFL licensed game because you love football and the NFL. So I get it. Sometimes, you know, you sacrifice a little bit. And another thing that uh, kind of messes up franchise mode is when you get these cheesy players, like from those uh, money leagues and from those mud, mud players, like, and I get it because that's what they do and that there's no rules. Everything's allowed in mud and everything's allowed in a money league. So I get it. But like, it's also messing up what, what we do in CFM. You know what I'm saying? We want to play legit ball as legit mm-hmm. as you can get because nothing's right. going to be legit on a video game. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I wish that they'd stop paying a little attention to money and give us more, like a little more, take away from money and give us a little more. But I know it won't happen. Everybody knows it won't happen because if it doesn't make them money, that's not what they're going to do. Well, so, I, I can't say, I, I can say, though, I've been doing like some research with Madden, like with EA, not Madden, but with EA on how they basically their algorithms on when they're making their games, how they do stuff. And. If madness anything like FIFA, I'm going to go out on the limb and say, I think they are actually going to start investing more resources into franchise mode. I feel like Mutt is maxed out. It's nothing more you can do to that mode. And my only problem is with Madden, well, not my only problem, but one problem I got is, you know, franchise mode and the career mode for the player, they're both used. Like, the, the resources, the teams are working on franchise mode and career mode. There's not, like, a separate team for franchise mode and a separate team for career mode. You know what I mean? I think they need to hire more people, for lack of a better term. They need to hire more people that can solely focus on franchise because the community is large. You, you know what would be dope? Uh, I'm, I'm going to shoot out a quick idea. Like, cause if... if if they want people to play career mode, how they how people play career mode in 2K, they should allow, um, the, like, you build your player up in career mode, they should allow them to input them in, in the in the CFM. Like, every, you know, everybody would be hype off that. Like, you know. Like, put them in a draft class or something. Yes, like, yes, go, yes. Yeah, that would be fire. Like, because so, if you so, don't draft your player but somebody else does. Oh, exactly. And you Drum. can trade up to get it. That, I think that would be a super dope idea just because be it will have fire. people more invested into the game alone because they'll play career mode more. They'll, then they'll they'll boost their man up to get them where they need to be to put them yeah, in the draft and then yeah. try to draft them. That's I think hard. That would be a dope idea. I would, I would rather have it like Pro-Am. I'd rather you can put your team together and get on the field. I'd rather that than yeah. the CFM. But, that's, that's, but then that'll be more like a fantasy team. And, and you know what I'm saying? So like if you have it when you be able to input your creative player in, it I think it's just have to. I'm talking about people just being invested in the game alone because a lot of people only play mutt, a lot of people only play connected franchise mode, and they have these other modes that nobody really play because it's pointless. Like you play yeah. career mode for what? You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not you're doing bored. nothing with that guy. Yeah, yeah when you're, you're not bored, doing nothing. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
So that that mode doesn't get used. So they put a lot of time, waste a lot of uh, graphics and and and, um, and memory for that. Yeah, nothing. RAM. Yeah. So if they was to implement that, like I wish they hit us and they could take that idea. If they was to implement that, they'll have a lot more people playing uh, my career to boost their man up to then put them in the yeah. draft to then in their league. That'd be and then you can have a rule inside the uh inside your league like um you have to have one of those because we're gonna have a custom draft to input them yeah. in. You know, say at some point in time, and you have to put him in. And if you don't draft him, you don't draft him. But he's there. That that that'd, that'd be the first, the first but year look, draft class. But look though, if you don't draft him, you would still be heavily invested because you would want to see how he's performing on another team. So you mm-hmm. would still be like, you know, heavily invested. Like, damn, let me see what this. Let me see what he's doing on the Jets. You know, yeah, you draft yeah. him and you play for like the Bengals. Let me see how he's looking. You made you made a quarterback or whatever. But what's funny is like I remember as kids. Like, we used to do that. Like, we would create players and put them on the team. And put them in, And yeah. do, like, a little franchise mode in the mm-hmm. crib. We'd be, like, four of us. And we'd, like, yeah, all see. create a player, and we'll put them on a different team, and we'll, like, play against each other. So you know, when we, we used to do um, like, that Madden team-up shit, just? Oh, we used, to have, we used to all create one and have one of um, the players, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and me and – you know what's funny is that um, before I was getting invested with two guys, me and Joey, my, my cousin – we I used to stay over his house every weekend and we used to we used to play this is before like poof, this is way before this is PlayStation and we used to just dig there and Michael Vick, we play I'm playing with Michael Vick, you know me. And um we used to play franchise mode. Ever in Madden. <laughs> and he and he's the best player, best best uh mobile quarterback ever. You know, right. that. But um yeah, so we used to I used to just get busy. We used to create a guy, he used to create a guy, we playing franchise, we we traded um so I'll, I'll play one game. He'll play one game. It was just so dope. And now, how far along it came is really dope. And and um, another thing, with with connected franchise mode. Speaking of how people do so much, it's like how screaming uh West was doing the commentary. Like that's big. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. and then um Doc, we had him on our last podcast. Um, he was talking about how they do a fantasy league. Like you know how you do DraftKings? They got something similar to that. And I was like, damn, that's dope. Like. All for one connected franchise mode, you're making it come to life. You know yeah, it's like, not a, it's not about the game no more. It's about what you're contributing to your yeah. to your league, and and that's what it's about now. Like I, I made the podcast because JPAC actually like encouraged us to like be creative. So he got everybody doing graphics. We get special coins. He got everybody making stories. So I was just like, and I and I'm doing a little video editing. Like I, I do award shows. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yo. Let me just do a podcast too. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not really the talkative type, but I was getting there because you have to be invested when you're in the league for so long. You start talking to people, so then it's just like, yo, fuck it. That I, I could curse on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I curse all goddamn day long. I don't do nothing but curse on this bitch. <laughs> 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 you hear me cussing the whole time I was talking to you. <laughs> I had to, nah, I just had to make sure I didn't know. <laughs> That was Bro, funny. said, yo, can I cuss up here? Like, damn, nigga, we ain't in church. I'm just saying, so I was high. Nigga, to my curse? Bro, like, we recording in the sanctuary or some shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this nigga really gonna ask us that we cuss on the podcast. Nah, yo, listen, I just, some people, some people, I, I just, you know, I don't know how to keep it. Because sometimes, like, on our joint, I, I try not to have him say the N-word. You know what I'm saying? I know it's in a lot of people's vocabulary, but I try like to, like, tell him, like, yo, don't use that. You know, yeah, I don't really use that. I don't really, no, no, I, try, I don't really drive the end bomb in it. I try not to. 
I tried nah, to spread a lot. Like, yo, listen, it's it's you don't know, we got a lot of minorities. Like, we had a Wang Tree on there. Like, he was dropping that shit like crazy. I'm like, yo, dude, don't do that. Like, cause it's just it's just kind of I don't know. I, I like to keep it like in that box. You know, what I'm you want to be able to. I mean, you know, obviously us being who we are is cool in our in our group, but. You want to be able to appeal to all crowds. You want to be able to shield. You want to be able to let your, your mom listen to it or your co-worker. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, you yeah, want yeah, everybody so. to be able, because you want to reach as many areas as you want to. That's how you are yeah. successful. Like, yeah, obviously, so like, the shit going to slip because we're naturally just having an organic conversation. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to be able to appeal to all crowds. You want to have a large base. No, definitely. So, if, but if if you hit my shit, like I, you, I don't, I don't curse on my shit because like that's just I just try to keep it like for me myself, like because I'm more the mediator on my show. Like I'm not more the hype. I'm the hype man. Yeah, I hype shit up, but like I'm more the like yo. But yeah, this, he you know, so he let he let Weezy be the guy who goes stupid. He he played calm as hell. Yeah, because Weezy that's we, we, peacemaker that OG for you. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's that's why I'm glad, like, cause I try to get um we recording right, so yeah, I try I try when we when I first started the podcast, I reached out to Ao, I reached out to Wang Tree, and I reached out to Weezy, cause these three guys is who I felt like they they have this they have this energy this this they animate it, you know what I'm saying? That's not not in a funny way, but they animate it. So I was yeah. like, these three guys, I try to make it four people, it'll be dope. But then um, they didn't really answer me, and Weezy was the only one giving me feedback and helping. He actually the one who came up with the name um, AGS Sunday OJ. Shout out to him. And um, from there, it was like, yo, fuck it. We're going we gonna to do this. So then me and him did the first episode. We did the second episode, and we started rocking. And then everybody's telling us, like, yo, y'all chemistry is crazy. Do y'all know each other? I'm like, nah, we just known each other for most part of this league, probably like six, six years. But as far as in person, nah, they was like, yo, y'all chemistry is crazy. So mm-hmm. it was kind of dope. And um. Me and him almost had a fallout to the point that we almost stopped the show because like me me and him, it's like it's like oil you and water. Like we cool, but it's hard to get along type shit. So yeah. um so yeah. we had this 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 little argument or whatever, fallout or whatever, and then um we, we we actually spoke on the phone and patched it up and that's when we came back to yeah, we're gonna do the show. And um we kept it at like that. Dope. But that's dope. Like it, it ain't easy, man. Like, yo, listen, I'm sure whoever uh uh, chops up the, the, the catch for y'all. It's hard, man, because you got to listen to it. Like, if you do a show for two hours, you got to listen to that whole two hours again. You got you to gotta chop. I'm it's telling hard, you. Bro, shout <laughs> out I my, missed it. I missed dog, only bro. one thing last week that cut out. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That shit sounds smooth anyway. Left talking about some man, he ain't cut that part out. And that shit still sounded smooth. I don't give a damn. Shout out my brother Scream, bro. He putting it all together, man. He definitely like, cause that is crazy, OG. You right, bro. Like, I ain't even think about having to like, it's like when you're an actor, man, and you finish the movie, and now you got to sit and watch this whole movie after you done did yeah. it like a hundred times. Like, Yo. you done finished it like a hundred times, yeah. now you got to sit here and watch this shit. Like, I already know what's about to happen. Like, what's it's the point, man? What's more crazy that behind, behind, like, to the people, they just think it's recording and it's getting put out. Hell no. You got to record it, no. chop it up, and, and then, you know, and the screen just puts it out, like, as it's chopped up with the segments. See, I have to add music, sound effects, and all this, just because... Cause y'all y'all more entertaining because y'all go in depth about everything. We talking about stuff that people don't really know about because we're talking about our league. So I have to like like next episode. I I could say this because yeah, we're gonna drop the episode on Sunday. It'll be alright. Yeah. So yeah. next episode we're gonna um implement uh my guy Moni. 
he just made us an intro. Is a dope ass intro. He he rapped it actually. He actually rapped it. And he actually made his own beat for us. Mm-hmm. That's hard. So, yeah. So That's- we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna implement that intro now because I've been using like music that I feel uh came like like let's say like if y'all heard the Doc one, I put the Shack. Uh, what's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Wow. Hey, that actually had me rolling, bro. Doc? Can we rock? <laughs> So like I just be trying to put the pieces together like him like I'm gonna get something that match him like so that's how I was doing it at first but now we're gonna roll out with Moni's joint and then we have a dude named Cash um in our league he's a he's a rock he has a rock band so we're gonna we're gonna throw him his music in there to promote him like what we try to do is promote everybody like come on our show talk shit and you get promoted you know what I'm saying we don't care if we promotion and we just want people to come on our show have a fun ass conversation and whether and don't be political man listen. If this is a game. You understand what I'm saying? If I want to say I'm better than you, say you better than them. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like this person's whack, say he's whack. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like don't be walking on eggshells, man. Like, just keep it 100. Like, people don't do that and, enough, bro. Just keep it real. Like, what people going to be say, trying to draw be I be trying to fish him out. Like, I was trying to fish screen. Like, Say love whack. Man, he's listen, like, ah, nah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he tried not to, for, he, not, he, not for he, nothing, though. I was trash in the beginning. I used to get dogged. But I, I definitely got better probably after the, the Sean Alexander cover. I started to get better at Madden. Man, no seven. Bro, before that, <laughs> oh, man. Man, no seven. This bro. man, OG, really, you talking about fishing shit out, bro. This man got me so bad on the pod, bro. They came in raw, uncut, unfiltered. I ain't know what the fuck I was walking into, bro. They asking me would I come back to Madden. Who who was ass? Who was good? I'm just like, bro, why y'all interrogating me right now? Like, ah, damn, I don't hey, even play this bro. game no more, bro. <laughs> I can't. That's that. <laughs> man, called me, man called me a yeah. fat D Wade. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, dude, can't call you the fat D Wade though. Yeah, hey, yo, lefty, tell him, tell him who gave you your name though. <laughs> it was you. I gave him that it was name you. Lefty. I gave him that name Lefty. <laughs> Hey, yo, we used to play, we used to play, yo, first of all, first of all, I want to get this out here right now because I know y'all play football. Listen, get y'all seven. Well, uh, left the Atlanta oh, right now, bro. Here we go. I'll pull get up. Y'all, I'll pull get up y'all for that. seven. No, I'll Because, yo, listen, we was nasty in the, in the, in the concrete turf. Like, we was nasty. Like, but all y'all of y'all are fat now. That don't matter. That, yeah, that don't mean fat shit. Fat old, <laughs> y'all, all, listen. y'all all fat and old with kids. And hands, the hands still golden. The hands still golden. I still got it. And I got chips. Recent <laughs> chips. I'm ready for all that. I'll pull up that smoke. Hey, I still Bro. got it. Listen, we yo, 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 we used to get rocking out. You know what's crazy? Every time we picked our teams, left because I used to pick the wackest motherfuckers out there. And we used to ball. Oh, and you was nigga that picked easy. <laughs> you knew that. You knew that was coming. See, man. Easy. Yo, it's crazy because he see yo. He was man, He was talking crazy. Like, oh, we nice. Oh, that nigga is dude. Hey, what? Hey, whatever happened to um? Whatever happened to Greg though? Weren't you from New York? What y'all? Greg? I just chopped it up with him a uh, couple weeks ago. I asked him how he's doing. I told him, yo, I would love to have you back on 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 the Madden franchise. He was like, oh, he gonna wait to the next gen because this game is off. Fully offense and no defense, and I could agree with them. Ain't no it defense. Definitely, they they they, def, they 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 fuck that up. I don't know how the game like the scores be ridiculous, bro. Like the defense is too sluggish. Like, they're too slow. I don't know you, what they. I you got to see it as this OP. though. Last year the defense was op. This year they have to. It's never gonna be no middle. 
it's always an offense, defense, offense, defense, man. Yeah, that's every yeah, year, bro. We know that's exactly. Yeah. So like, I, it's just actually fun because yo, listen, first time in my life, I have twenty-seven touchdowns and, and nine interceptions. For the first oh, you time in my life. So, who, so who, like, who got in the gun? I got Chiefs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got Chiefs, man. To do that. He's a Chiefs nah, fan. What you expect, though? I mean, <laughs> we got we got Mo Juice with uh with uh Daniel Jones. He got like twenty touchdowns, and, like three interceptions. Like I like it. Like it, it like before you have sixty interceptions and, and like thirty touchdowns. Now it's more. Bro, like, defense used to be crazy, bro. I, I think I enjoy it though. Like I enjoy I I enjoy this Madden. Like a lot of people don't, but I definitely do. Like even when I lose games or whatnot, like I still like. Damn, this was fun because I'm a I'm a guy that likes. Up and down game. I hate that slow pace. Yes. Shit. Even though in real life, I'm more of a, I love defense. I don't really like offense. Like I'm a. Defense I mean, that's guy. cool. It's all. I mean, it's all perspective though. Like a lot of people, I realize they love Madden. Like you can't tell them nothing about Madden. And I realize it's all perspective, man. It all depends on what you do and what you're looking for in the game. Like a lot of people overlook the lack of detail and franchise mode because they genuinely enjoy the gameplay, you know, and vice versa. Like a lot of people um, ignore the gameplay because they genuinely just enjoy being in the league playing against real people rather than just a computer, like trading players and drafting and stuff. It is fun. It's like a, it's fun being a game manager. It is fun. I can't even lie. I, I, I miss it sometimes. I just want, I just want EA to add like a couple more layers, and which they're doing. I just want to add a couple more layers to the uh, the franchise you, mode. Man. You, you, bring you hear, that, cricket, you hear back. that? Hold up! You hear that cricket behind Gary? Yeah, that, <laughs> means, that means you ain't never coming back. I'm fucking. Nigga, man, I'm rolling. Look, man, I, I got a I got a serious question. I think I think Left will appreciate this one, man. We oh, we gotta boy. talk about DJL and how how everything went though, man. Like oh yes, bro, yes. We, yes. We gotta we gotta just talk about you know like we talked about it over on the, the AGS Sunday OJ of course, and you know how the flaws came about, how everything ended. But we gotta talk about the beginning to be real. You know Westwood kind of just dipped on me. Yeah. And luckily, like you was there to help pick the pieces up and make everything better. You know me, UG. I even think left at one point was a commissioner. So the four of us, we we ran a mad league together and the shit. I ain't gonna say it bombed in a bad way, but it bombed. You know, we already spoke about why I listened to episode three of AGS Sunday OJ for the reasons. But yeah, like we could we could uh, talk about it though. Like we talk about it, we could bring it up different years. I mean, like what I mean, and it's good for everybody. Like, yo, what if anything could we have done different to like, you know, keep shit popping? Not not be too friendly with people. Cause we always kept the, the the disgusting users just for the hell of it. Cause we had good conversation with them. Like if we had Not changed even. that, and and, and and it was crazy because when we first started, it was crazy. And, and my goal, once I got in your league and you added me, I said I'm gonna be a motherfucking commissioner. Watch. So I started just adding people. Like yo, I started calling them up. Like yo, boy, who you wanna be in the league? Yo, yo, Chris, you wanna be in the league? Yo, Lefty, you wanna be in the league? I started trying to get people from the Madden joint. And you realize that he's like, yo, this guy's putting it work. So when I got in and I remember this, my first argument was with Rhino. Shout out to Rhino. He's, he's an AGS too. He's doing his thing on the commission board with the graphics Rhino. and all that. So um, <laughs> my first argument was with Rhino. And then with Mike, I remember that Mike was the Eagles guy, heavy, and Rhino. And then um, Kid had my back. 
And I was like, yeah, I got him. I'm going to be in the commission board because he's having my back right now. And then after that- This motherfucker was, plotted on me and I ain't even know it. Look, you, so, you think you know it, Nick. You think you know a motherfucker. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> no, nah, but after that, the rest was history. And then once, once I got in there with him, uh, Kid always had my back, like with, oh, and I always had his back. If they disagreed with him or something, I was like, nah, Kid is right. This, that's how we got to do it. And if I said something, Kid was like, nah, that's how we got to do it. And I'm calling him Kid because that's what he was prior. I apologize for that. The screen there. Yeah, yeah but, for, um, you, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, my old name was Kid Thoughtful and it stuck. Everybody called me Kid. That was my old commission name. I have some traces of Kid left in me, uh, obviously, but you know, just for the people who don't understand why that name is there. Um, and then uh, to go back to your question, um, we, I always had ideas. You always had ideas. You just always felt we didn't have the users for that. And you was right. We, we probably didn't. And, um, but the people we had, it was kind of like on and off. They were day and night. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of uh, users that are just, it was fun. You know what I'm saying? It was fun learning experience. They, they throw pictures in, cut ass all day. And then those kids was in college. They didn't really have too much time. And we didn't yeah. really want to add new people because the dealing with new people came to roster dumping. We had a lot of those, which was upsetting. Uh, and For then, real? When, uh, oh, I apologize. And then uh, when uh, Kid and Jake Pack came along, two strong minds, two strong commissions. It mm-hmm. just was. It was just a lot of. Uh, you know when you put two magnets on the same side and that shit don't want to stick. Yeah. That's what was happening because both of these guys are, are, are hardworking and intelligent, but they both have their own way of things. And that's why they're most like, you know what I'm saying? That always was the glue for them. I'd be like, nah, like you have to see it from his view or nah, you have to see it from his view. But then it was just, at one day, it was just no more of that. It was just like, ah, oh, shit. Like this is, this shit. you could see it deteriorating. I'm like, damn, like you got two of the best commissioners in the CFM, to me, in the CFM community. I don't care. Like ain't nobody better than Kid or JPAC as far as running the league. Like, and this is facts. Like, I, to me, right now, AGS is the best league out there. And I'm, I'm going to put an exclamation point. I will always stand by that because I've been in other leagues that are too, uh, like you go in there, the rules is like too much or no, you go into another league, they don't even talk too much. Or you go into another league, they not, they don't even play their games on time. So like AGS, I believe, I stand by, it, has everything, like everything. You know where that come from though, man? You know where that comes from? OG, that's a good point. But, you know, that comes from, like, like how you said we used to be in the league. Like, we would put up with a lot of bullshit because we wanted mm-hmm. to keep people in the league. Mm-hmm. We needed them more than they needed us because we wanted to keep a full league. But mm-hmm. I remember at one point me and Scream was talking, and I was just not to – like, it's not like a direct quote, obviously, but basically how the conversation went was, at the end of the day, what's more important, man? Keeping people in a toxic lead or booting them and just take biting the bullet until you find people who actually want to do things the right way. And I think that's what's going on now with y'all league. Y'all don't really – obviously, y'all care about the people in the league. But at the end of the day, what comes first is the rules and regulations of the league. Because if you lose that, trying to appeal to people who are just being nuances and shit like that, you're going to lose the whole league. And I'm seeing that y'all are keeping it rolling, so y'all are clearly doing a good job. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the sway situation. And for yeah. everybody who don't know, a lot of y'all don't know about the Madden situations and stuff. But just to 
if anybody from AGS listen, I know some of y'all have been, you know, coming back and talking to me lately, you know, and I appreciate y'all for that. I ain't gonna say no names. I don't want to get y'all in trouble and whatnot. Uh, but <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble, man. I, I know I I know I've ruffled feathers and people. You said enough me. right there. It, it's it's okay. I'm not mad. I mean, I ain't got no. I, if bridges are burned, they can stay burned. It is what it is. I I don't care at this point. But the fact was, I remember Pat was debating heavily and asking me and OG twenty four seven. Yo, should I boot Sway? And we was just like, yeah. Of course, for me, like, I played Sway and I learned how to beat him. I learned how to stop the cheesy blitz and shit he did. But at the end of the day, you know, it brought me back to the combo you just brought up. Sway is toxic for the league and motherfuckers are tired of him winning. You got Fitz and J-Pack ear probably like, man, this motherfucker cheesy as hell. Get him out of here. You got OG and Pack ear like, you know, do what's best for the league. You had me and Pack ear do what's best for the league. Me and OG was in that group chat together saying the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I and don't think it's because he was winning, with no. Sway, yeah, but see, that's the thing. It it was the fact that he was winning in a cheesy-ass way, and okay. certain people accepted it being cheesy, whereas others was just like, bro, we know this shit is cheese. Why are we condoning it? Why are okay. we allowing it? Why does Pac – and this is a real thing, and this is my real opinion on it. Pac would go in the chat and defend the league as if it's not cheesy, which AGS is one of the most non-cheesiest leagues out in Madden. I will defend that to the day I die whether I'm there, liked, or not. And the question kept coming up, like, damn, y'all gonna boot Sway because he was winning? And motherfuckers really was on that shit. And it's not about him being a winner. His method of winning was not the right way to win. That's all it was. And people can't respect that. I don't know why they can't respect that, but it's, it's just like how niggas felt about us and Boho. Boho might run a couple, like, money plays here and there that he work on, but it's not like he was ever cheesing somebody to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference. To go back to what uh, uh, G has said about uh, we needing them and, and them not needing us, needing us, I think now how big AG has gotten, I think the league, that the users see it as, damn, like, we need them. Like, we, they don't really need us. Exactly. Because it's like, it's like a job. Like, one person goes, we're going to get another person to fill that job. And what, I, what I've enjoyed that we have about uh, – 28 users that have been solid and great and they they respect the league enough to then say yo we gotta we're gonna push it this way so now it's like more like we became our community our family you know what i'm saying so ags became like that and like it's been it's it's super dope we went 10 seasons last year and we're gonna uh try to keep it going like that again this year yeah that's fire that's fire i mean that's what that's what it always came down to like Reasons why I left the league was for shit like that. I mean, honestly, I left because of – it's not even because of the league. Like, I enjoyed everybody in the league. Like, it was fun to me. But I left because I just simply wanted – I just got tired of the cheese, man. Even if it was one or two people in the league that would literally cheese and get away with it, it don't – it's all fun and games until you have to play that person. And now you pissed off. Because you got to deal with the cheese, bro. And I got tired of doing it, man. Like, You, you, you know what's funny, though? Because uh, this is one of the reasons why I scream left Madden and stuff. Like, it takes a toll on your mental. Like, it does, bro. Because I'm it, like, I'm better than him. I'm yeah, better than him. If, if you so invest into a game, it's going to take a toll on your mental. You just got to – you have to learn, like, just to sometimes sit down and be like, yo, this is just a game. Let me relax. And whatever happens, happens. Like that's how I've been taking the approach, like into this Madden, Madden lately. Because yeah, I've been tired of Madden. I'm like, I don't want to play this shit. The mom just played the play. 
But um, when you're so invested, you get mentally drained, you get upset of losing, like, and then you just want to leave because you're so tired of it. Like, but the, the Madden mental is, is a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, it'll be like, man, this shit is too much for my mental health. Like, do I really need this extra stress in my life on top of what I got going on in real life? Like, do I need this right now? Like, it's like, Madden didn't feel fun. It felt like a job. It didn't feel like a fun game. It felt like I had a job every time I had to play somebody. But it is a job. I mean, for me right now, it is a job. This is something that, like, like I have I have three jobs, four jobs. Yeah. You know I, got, I got my real job, Madden, my wife, and my son. <laughs> right. Those are my jobs. You get what I'm saying? So, like, it, believe it or not, everybody that that's invested into Madden, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? We waste we waste a lot of hours of our time dedicating to this. So that's what it's become, and, and it's it's a good and a bad thing. And um, I enjoy it. I, I mean, commissioner could be getting uh, hectic at times. I even left the trade committee. I'm not on the trade committee no more because it was just very, Wait, it was what? that stressful. Yeah, yeah. You can't have too much on your plate at one time, man. So nah, you said that on the pod the other day. Like, I heard you mention it, but I didn't know you left that shit. Yeah, it was a big thing. It, it was a big issue. Like, something had happened, which is why me and Weezy had, like, a quick fallout. Like, and then we patched it back up. It was just something happened. Mm-hmm. And the way I vote on my trade is totally different than everybody. I'm more stern. I'm more, like, I'm very, like, first-round picks. Now nah, you got to give up for a first round, regardless. I don't care because devin up a young player – a lot of people do that. You know what I'm saying? So I think the first rounds were – but I, I couldn't take it no more because I was doing podcasts and I'm trying to do video editing. I'm trying to run the league with JPAC. It was just a lot. So I said, you know what? I can't I can't really handle the trade committee. And then um, they got five new players, five new uh, trade committees now. I feel that. That's I feel that, man. Like, it is crazy. Like, that first-round pick, bro, people think because you give up Odell and whatever for a first-round pick, that's fair. I'm like, nah, that first-round pick? With the superstar Dev, he gonna be a ninety something in one season, bro. That nigga gonna take the fuck off, bro. Yes, bro. Like, I feel you. Like, you got to be stern on that trade committee, man, because people are trying to get over. If that's not a committee, man, people are definitely get over, man. People are definitely get over, bro. Speaking of getting over, oh, go ahead, go ahead. uh, (laughs) Go and bring it to some NBA news, right quick about getting over. Uh, so we got two new head coaches in the league right now, both in the Western Conference. We got Ty Lue taking over for the Clippers, who Disgusting. are not so happy. <laughs> and then we have Stan Van Gundy making it back into the league after his last coaching stint uh, in Detroit. He is now the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. I think it's interesting that SVG is going to the Pelicans because he can develop the front court. He's always been a front court coach to me. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be able to develop that front court in his way, shape, and form and make Zion, Brandon Ingram, if he stays, which I hope he does. And Wait, Jackson this is Hayes. Stan, this better. is Stan Van that used to coach Heat? Not Jeff. Right? Yeah, Stan, Stan Van Gunning, who coached the Heat, okay, the okay. Magic, and the Pistons, yes. Ah, uh, so then, ah, uh, ooh. ooh Jeff, so. Jeff might be going to Houston. Yeah. Might. But Stan, Stan, I love Stan. He's a hell of a coach. Actually, people don't give Stan enough credit, but he's a hell of a coach. And for the news, hello, he got the magic to the finals with Dwight yeah. Howard. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, I would have liked Mark Jackson a little better like, in that situation. I mean, the, thing, 
you and you know, sidebar, people got to stop bringing on Mark Jackson. I don't even think Mark Jackson wants to coach. I think he's happy. We can't keep saying Mark Jackson every time a, a coaching vacancy comes along. But I think he's fine, man. I think he's fine. I, I don't but, think so. Uh, I you think, think he's so? still. I think I think he still heard about that. That um, they fired the Warriors fired him, and then it made it look like um, Steve Kerr's job to get them in. Yeah. When that whole doing, I think that's probably if he doesn't want to. I think that's that's what left the stain on him because he he developed uh, Steph and Clay, and he always said these guys are the best backfield in the NBA. He always said that. So then oh, for him yes. to get fired, and then. So Steve Kerr come along and win championships. It's like, and they don't give um, Mark Jackson no credit for that. Like, yeah, they like, definitely the, don't. The, the, the media does that. The media does that. So Mark Jackson needs the right situation, and none of these situations so far have felt right for me for to be for him. Like none. I none think of, the young boy. I think New Orleans would have been a good situation for him. I think he could have developed them. I think Mark Jackson is a coach that you have. He has to develop guards. He can't develop bigs. And we know that because we saw it with Clay and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, he made them the, – they were already good shooters, but he made them great. Well, And then you, Steve Kerr you, added if, on to that because he was a good shooter too. So I just think Mark Jackson instilled something in Steph and Clay that no other coach could. And it, it worked just, out for Steve it ain't, it ain't just going to be Mark Jackson on that team. So what if he get Mark Jackson and then get Dan Tony as his assistant coach? Mm, that's true. So you, that, that system right there – Brandon Ingram is – we've seen what he's going to be. Zion, we've seen him. potential. Don't they got to resign him? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, re- he's restricted, though. Like, he, 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 yeah. he's restricted. They can match whatever. Yeah, they match whatever. Yeah, he's not going all... nowhere. Can, can I ask you that question? he just had – yeah, he'll be back. What's up? I want, I want to ask you that question. What What the hell, Tyron Lue? What is his coaching credentials? Like, LeBron <laughs> made that man look good. Like, how he get a job? Oh man, I be saying the same it, thing about these it, coaches. Like, it, is that for the comfort of Kawhi, knowing that Kawhi can just go out there and play, and nobody's gonna like penalize him for playing? Like yeah. that, that I don't like that. Like Kawhi needs a like. You see how Popovich had him on a leash? That's what he yeah. needs. Yeah, like, and I think. No, nah, Tyrone, I'm just upset that that is this. To me, people are gonna say, "Oh, but he took the Cavs to the finals with." Blah, blah, blah. I don't like. Listen. LeBron, LeBron David Black got fired mid-year. Right. LeBron mid-year. I think people forget that LeBron can take any team. LeBron is an extension of the coach. He can take any team to the finals. Ty LeBron Lewis is the LA. coach. <laughs> exactly. Ty Lue is on the Clippers because he is a friend. He's not looked at as like a father figure like other coaches, like how Greg Popovich would be or Jerry Sloan was He's not looked at like that. He's looked at as a friend. Like he's the homie you know, with the free credit. We bringing Tyron We bringing Ty Lue to yeah. Like he's not looked at as the guy. They're going to respect him as a former player, not as a great coach. That's what. That's why they're comfortable with it. I'm a Washington fan, right? So I want to say this: if the only trade I would get Bill up for, and I would do this, is poor George, Bill for poor George, or. If the Warriors really, because I heard the Warriors are heavy engaged, if they give us that number two pick or number one pick, number two pick, I mean, I'll take the number yeah. two pick. You'll take, you'll take number two pick straight up? Just that's it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take the number two pick straight up. You would, want that, you would want that John Wall, Paul George clash? Yes, because um, Bradley Bill, he's good. He's great. He's great. But he's not it. 
and and Paul George has proven not to be it his last couple but he had a bad injury but he's more he's a more of a veteran that uh John Ward needs like you kind of get what I'm saying like when we had Paul Pierce everything was so solid in the locker room we was balling even though um we lost but you could tell it was different the, the atmosphere when we had it was Paul a maturity Pierce. it was yes. a mature locker room yes and and when you got when you got John Wall who's my favorite guy but when you got him being a leader that then look what happened. You could tell what happens. Everything's all fucked up. Like nobody like each other coming out in the media. Ain't they a whole lot of gang well. shit going on because they're throwing up yeah. blood signs everywhere. Oh, it's disgusting. So they need somebody like like I wish we can get like a great veteran. Like a Draymond Green will set John Wall straight. Like we we here to win. Set yeah. like get your shit together. Yeah, uh, I was saying like, like I don't see John that Moore more so than a than a Paul George situation. No, but I'm saying, but I'll take Paul George because Paul George. Even though he's lost a lot in the playoffs, he, he he'll get a take and he'll be on the East. You know what I'm saying? Even though they, the East got heavy hitters, but they can beat a lot of teams. They can if they get their mind right. You know the only way I would let that deal fly, you would have to give me Trez in the sign and trade in that deal. I would have to have Trez and George for Bradley Bill. Nah, he he's, he's gonna want a max contract. We can't even afford, like you know what I'm saying. Just we'll get we'll have three max contracts that'll be war. Montreal, right, and Paul George. We don't need that. We need, we just need, like, I'll take Lou. Man, blow that team up. Just blow it up. Blow the nah, way That's like, not fair. It's, it's only one year, a one-year bubble year. The bu- To me, I, yeah, you're going to hate me for this, but that bubble shit was summer league. Like, even, even Austin Rivers came out and said nobody was really taking it serious. Like, it was just like people just wanted to go home and stuff like that. So, Yes, it was harder because there was there was no travel times and there was in the same area, in the same arena, no fans. So LeBron does get a little respect for the ring, but it's just like I want to see Clippers with a full year of basketball with with um, without the distractions of, of of politics and without the distractions of of, of COVID. I think well, do better. That don't that don't that don't excuse going to three one lead. Uh, half of a season and exactly blowing a 3-1 lead. Like, I, all of that aside, you still had 20-point leads in these games and blowing it Man, three straight quiet. times. Boy, it's boy, like I told y'all, hard. Doc Rivers is running from LeBron. I'm tired of telling y'all niggas this shit. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying it, bro. Play. I'm just saying the team in general, not just Kawhi. Paul George played horrible, exactly. But that yeah. team alone, y'all had 20-point leads in three straight games, and y'all did not win. So you can't fault LeBron for playing who he played to get to the finals because Giannis blew it, Celtics blew it, so he played the fifth seed. I don't want to say they blew it, but uh, he, he, yo, I told people that they have- Miami that. legit. Yeah, they got heart. Miami legit. They got heart. They don't quit. And that's what I like about them. They, they, they tough. Like Celtics is a good skill team, but they're not tough. They're not, they're not tough, tough at all. They're just skilled. At all. You get what I'm saying? They're very skilled, but not tough. And 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 when you win, you need both. Like Lakers, like like um, they, uh, Rondo brought that toughness to them. Like yep. after that game, like because I'm not gonna say LeBron's not tough, but he don't have that. Like I know it was Rondo and Keith Morris in that locker room. Like yo, we got to get it together. Like they right. just won this game, we gotta come out here and blow them out. Like that was the conversation. You know what I'm like saying? yeah, they're ready and to they fight got, for what they believe. Hell they yeah, physically fight their teammates. Like no. Figure this shit out, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you fucking up. Like you fucking up. You're the reason why we losing. Like they in the locker room like that. LeBron ain't really that uh, kind of person. That's what uh Bucks Bucks need that. If they're gonna keep Giannis, they need that tough guy. 
to come out and, and, and like, cause you, there's really a time you went off skill. If you look back, everybody had that tough guy. Like to me, Dream, that's why he's a fake tough guy, but he's t- basketball tough. He's tough. He's going to bring it. He's not, he got the will to win. And, and I don't think he's a superstar in this league, but he got that, he got that, oh, we going to go out there and blow these motherfuckers out tonight. If we don't, I'm going to be pissed. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And you then when you had, um, when you had uh, the Spurs winning, Popovich was that guy. It came from the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just need that person. If you don't, you won't win. You can be as yeah. skillful as you want. You're not winning shit. Yeah, because look at Dallas, do agree bro. With that. Look at Dallas when they beat Braun back in 2011, bro. You had Jason Terry and Tyson Chandler and people like mm-hmm. that who weren't mm-hmm. scared. They were not scared of that big three. And that's why they won. They won because they were the tougher team. They were not scared of LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh. They're like, we are better than you. We are tougher than you. And we're going to beat down on you. And that's how teams And, and they brother. ran through the West. They yeah. ran through the West. Hey, hey, listen. The Lakers had problems that year. Don't do that. They, they, <laughs> at the end of the day, they ran through the West. Sidebar, so they Lord. came into the finals with the momentum. They ran. That was they lost. They were down 2-1, though. Wasn't they down 2-1? Yeah, Miami was up. It was down 2-0. Yeah. I think it was 2-0, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, Miami was up. Like it was Miami like, won. Like, I think Miami yeah. won the first two games if it wasn't tied 1-1. One one. It might have been 2-1. Mm-hmm. You might be right. Yeah. I think it was 2-1, oh, yeah. and they came back to win. And sidebar, OG, don't you ever in your life disrespect Bradley Bill ever again. Don't you ever <laughs> do that again. Don't you ever do disrespect hey, my Yeah, G, G is the Bradley him, Bill stand of the century, bro. I, you I can't didn't, didn't disrespect him, but I, I, don't think, I don't think we need him. He's not, he's not going to really help us. But him or John Wall are gonna help you because y'all need y'all need a change of direction. Y'all whole organization, y'all have no direction. Y'all don't really have an identity. What's your we, identity? We, Who's the we didn't have a GM. We didn't have, a GM, have a GM. Good part of the GM. <laughs> but but nah, but for real though, uh, I'd rather have John Wall because he's a pure point guard. Like yeah. I, I love pure point guards. And he's yeah, a pure yeah. point guard. If he worked on his shot, he'd be decent. But Bradley Bill don't really like Bradley Bill, he's a he got a sniper. You know what I'm saying? It's just I don't I don't he don't really I don't yeah he's great but he's a he's a third piece for a team. I don't know though, man, because when John Wall got down, Bradley Bill's playmaking ability was really flourishing. Just saying, not being the stand. I'm just and saying, he was bro. scoring about he was scoring about thirty a game and it got snubbed on the All Star game. Showed you how much they respect him, but um, that's, that was yeah, that's, five that's in ridiculous. the bubble, dog. That's they don't give a fuck about Bradley Bill. That's ridiculous, bro. Like, how do you but, average thirty? Five and five, and not make an all-star team on the East. Because the Wizards is ass cheeks. That's what I mean. And he wasn't winning us <laughs> no games. You know what I'm saying? It's all about winning games, and and he did all that, and we were still getting blown out sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, you know what but, I'm I mean, yeah. Why is it called an all-star team if the only people on the if you're gonna actually That's the only why is it star. called an all-star game? If, yeah, Bradley Bill is the only star on the team. Like you, why you know why you want to go there? Game, I got a. If the best players in the league aren't going to be on the floor, so why is it called MVP if the most valued player ain't really getting it? It's the person with the best record. Ooh, yeah. That's but a that's, good question. Yeah. But that's yeah. let me tell you, I can I can tell you why though. I can tell you why for the same reason that I just said, bro. It's not about being the most valuable person to your team. It's about being the most valuable person to the league. Who are the most valuable players on this in this NBA? In the NBA, we're going to put them on the All Star team. Who's the most valuable person in the league? It was LeBron, 
he was winning MVPs. It was Steph Curry. He was the most important. He changed the game of basketball. He was winning MVPs. It was Russell Westbrook who averaged a triple-double, even though they were like a Back-to-back seasons, mind you. MVP. It was Harden because Harden was – it was undeniable that Harden was a freaking bucket. You got to give it to him. And then the nah. last two years, it's been Giannis because he's so marketable. The Greek freak, he's so marketable. You have to I give it to him. I don't think it was because he's marketable. There was nobody – Really doing what he was doing other than LeBron, and you can't really can't keep force leading LeBron to MVP. But who else was close to Giannis at all? I mean, this year Chris Paul could have got it. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say Chris Paul could have. I think Chris Paul's in the top five actually. I think he could have gotten it. I think he's, I in think the top, he's top, five, two, top two. No, I'm talking he about should've... for the no. I'm thinking about I'm talking about for the uh, MVP voting. I think he was top five in the MVP. Oh. As far as being a point guard, he's the best pure point guard in the NBA. As yeah, far a lot as of people don't like him. I don't know why. He's he to me he's a big he because, has that heart. It's because he's, he's a dickhead. It's because he's not, a dickhead. No, not, not because he's a dickhead, because there's a lot of players who are dickheads like Russell Westbrook who still get the, the love. But I think it's because his game isn't flashy. Like no one cares about pure point guards anymore. If you can't shoot or you ain't gonna bang on motherfuckers, like nobody cares. But Chris no. Paul literally is one of the smartest people, I, top three smartest was, people. That's what I'm about to say. You know why people think he's a dickhead? Because he knows the game. And when he tries yep. to help somebody, they don't want to learn because they think he think he know it all. But when you it, know the game, up. you have to learn from people you like took the words CP3, out my mouth. Ron, yeah. Ray John Rondo, because these guys study the goddamn game and they know what they like. Chris Paul is so amazing like to watch because he plays basketball. He knows your play before you put the play together. Like on yep. LeBron Hell yeah. Shit. On some LeBron So and he has <laughs> IQ is immeasurable, dog. Yeah, you that's can't, why I, you can't teach that shit. You can't that's teach why that. I, Russell Westbrook and Giannis, they're good skillfully, but these motherfuckers got no basketball IQ. They are boneheads on the court, bro. But that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between, like he said, he, Chris Paul's a dickhead, but he's like, he's only a dickhead because he's intelligent and he's looked at in the wrong eye by the, by the mm-hmm. media and people like, you know, the everyday people. When you got Russell Westbrook, who's a dickhead too, but he is so flashy. His game is flashy, so people put that shit to the back burner. Chris Paul's dickheadedness is more because he has a high basketball IQ and makes everyone around him better. Not because he come out here and give you 50 and he's flashy. And That's all true. That. Yeah, nobody- DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan was mad at him because he was trying to teach him a free throw. Like, dog, you're missing. Like, you're missing on crucial times. Yeah, yeah, you baby Shaq out win. here, bro. Yeah, like, we need <laughs> you. This is how you can elevate your game and help us win because they're going to hack you. Hit these free throws. DeAndre Jordan, like, no, I'm good. Pick and roll. We're fine. Pick and roll. I don't need a post game. I'm good. And that's another thing. Uh, Chris Paul was never surrounded by, like, like y'all may say Blake Griffin, but I don't think he was really surrounded by talent, talent. Yeah, like, that wasn't Blake in his yeah, prime. Yeah, just, just Blake just is highlight. it, though. But it wasn't yeah. even in his prime. That was just a highlight reel, Blake. That wasn't but Blake. Blake. I mean, I really Blake was shit. trying to get in his prime, though, because he was starting to hit threes. He worked on that post nah, phase. He worked that, on the that, mid-range game. That Detroit game. Blake is a completely different Blake. Thank you, Blake. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute, though. What I'm saying is this. Before the Blake trade, before the whole Tobias Harris for Blake trade, Blake, when Chris Paul got traded to the Rocket, bro, Blake was trying to get that mid-range and that three-point ah, game yeah, popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was winning games, shooting three. Like, bro, yeah. he beat Phoenix off a three-pointer. He yeah, was working on all that while he had Chris true. Paul. The Clippers just didn't have faith in him because he couldn't yeah. stay healthy. Exactly. So he was working on it. Exactly. It's, not like, it's not like he didn't have it in the bag. It's that Steve Ballmer gave up on him to advance yeah. 
Doc Rivers and give him what he wanted. They made the uh, yeah, long right. play for Kawhi and they got it and it didn't work out. Now, had you kept Blake and surrounded him with more talent, you would have been all right. Right, That's my right. opinion, though. I mean, Blake was Blake was a dominant power forward for what he was, but Steve Ballmer didn't get him time to grow. Like, beat Griffin in his prime. He's in his prime right now. And what? at this time, it was just bad timing for the Clippers because the Clippers were trying to win right then and there back then, like 2013. But that's when Blake was still ascending. He wasn't who he is now. He didn't have a postgame. He couldn't shoot threes. He couldn't do all of the shit he can do now. But now that he is in his prime, it's just too late. It was just bad timing for the Clippers organization. If they had See this the, Blake now, it would probably have been different. See, the biggest problem with the Clippers was Blake Griffin's stardom progressed faster than his game. So what yeah. happened was Chris Paul seen it as, okay, you're still developing, so I'm pretty much the leader of this team. But Blake's stardom made him seem like, no, I'm the leader of this team. So that's how that rift started happening, which wound up getting Chris Paul shipped out. Now, had they stayed and Blake Griffin would have been humble and said, listen, you the leader, and he extends to who he is now, Clippers would have definitely had a ring by now. He goes crazy, man. He goes blow a lot of teams up. You know, no, I don't think the Clippers would have had a ring, but because the Warriors, I think they would have got to good. the finals at least once because they still ain't. Now, made it. I don't know. The Warriors were just too good, man. Like two years after that war, after that Clippers team blew up, the Warriors won the NBA Finals. Like it was no, I don't think that they had the chance because they would have had to beat Spurs in 2014. That won't happen. Before before y'all switch, I just I just want to see Milwaukee trade for Chris Paul. That'll, that'll push him over the edge. They talking about L.A. going for him. Yeah, yeah, I seen that, but it's impossible. Ain't nobody taking Kyle Kuzma for fucking Chris Paul. <laughs> I, I want to see Milwaukee. I want to see Milwaukee. I wanna As see a Milwaukee salary dump? Never know. We'll see. No, nah, but I, 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 it's a one-year thing. I think Chris Paul's contract is actually up after this next season. So it'll just be like a rental. So if L.A. That's wants like to try to go million, for the, if they want to go, but fuck it, if, if the Lakers want to go for the back-to-back, drop Kuzma at Chris Paul, that's the championship. And, and you and, worry about and, building the team later because and, and, you're and, and, fine with Anthony body. Davis. Anthony Davis only 26, 27. Like, you're fine. Anthony Davis is fragile, man. That nigga is soft. But soft. he's still a franchise player, though. He's not, like, he's good. He's not a number one option. He yeah, needs to, like, by himself. Run. That's what but, I'm saying. By himself, he's going to get injured. But if the Lakers get Chris Paul, that would be good for LeBron because he he could get a lot of rest. He won't have to have the ball in his hand too much. Yeah, because you saw what they did with Rondo, and Chris Paul's a better Rondo. You know what I mean? So oh, he's the child way better. Yeah, I'm right, saying like, he's point. a better Rondo. Like, and, and, I, and I think SGA could, could handle being the point for the Thunder. Man, SGA is ready. That's another conversation, but I can definitely go in for like 30 minutes on how good SGA is. But that's another well, you know what? We'll bring that up next week. I'll put it on the docket. You know, uh, speaking of people being able to lead, you know, we do weekly pick them. And, you know, we're going to speak more about weekly pick them later in the pod. But, you know, we, me and G, being weak, we picked the Packers to beat the Bucks last week and the Browns mm. to beat the Steelers. Left was the only one who went against the grain and was correct both times, which leads me to ask a question. Are the Packers and Browns pretenders? The Browns and I, pretenders. And I, and I ask that because, you know, I, I, I will say this. I think the Browns are only because they're still growing as a team. And they yeah. have a lot of kinks to work out in chemistry issues, especially on defense because everybody ain't healthy. Terrence it, Mitchell be getting his ass beat week in, week out. And Denzel Ward be holding it down by himself. Like, he don't have no you help. Scream. You said chemistry issues? They on, defense, the same? on defense it is because Greedy hey. Williams is not playing and starting. 
You got on, Grant Delpit, the offense, rookie. They stink. They stink on offense. If they're not feeding Chubb, well, they Chubb feed got, Chubb Chubb 30, was hurt. They need to feed Chubb, Chubb was hurt, though. Times. Chubb was hurt, though. So yeah, you, you, Chubb was it. hurt. You, you had to rely on a hurt Kareem Hunt. You had to rely on a hurt Kareem Hunt. And that didn't work in your favor. No. Now, I'm not blaming their loss directly. Got, I mean, yeah, the offense should have put up more points. I agree with you. You still got OBJ. You still got Laundry. What's the guy they, they took from y'all guys from um, the tight end? Oh, Hooper. Yeah, they offense should they, be they way more Hooper. explosive. I agree with you. They offense way, it should be way more explosive. I'm but you also you have to stop people back. from scoring. You have to stop people from scoring no matter what you look at. Like, they only had one defensive touchdown. So they still would have lost 31-7 to no matter how you spin it. Or 31-10, whatever the fuck the I score I still was. think that it's the offense. And then, they, they, and then when they're up games or close games, they don't even feed Chubb enough. They want, they want Baker to be that star. I don't know why. They need to feed Chubb because he's a beast. They cannot stop him. Let him get on the shine. But Baker cannot get the ball to these guys. I don't understand why. I don't know if he's whack or they just or the wide receivers are just not getting open. But that is, Man, man they're Browns, always I think open. It's, Go check the tape. Go check the tape. No wide receivers <laughs> are always open. I ain't going to say they're always the open. And I'm probably about to disrespect Odell. And I think it's okay at this point because – He's not that person you have to double team anymore. He doesn't yeah. run the routes necessary to be double teamed in Cleveland. When he was I in New York with Eli, he he was the guy you had to double team because those slant routes, he would kill you. Those in routes, he would kill you. An out route, a comeback, he would kill you on specific routes that was designed for him in New York. And ever since he's been in Cleveland the last two, three years, they've never really designed the offense to be built around him. So it's he's running different routes. He's he's like that. De he's like Des Bryant now, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible. People are gonna take it to disrespect. Cool. We it's all knew Des couldn't really run the route tree outside of like four routes. Odell has now become the same thing. He get open every now and then. He'll beat the shit out of the Cowboys because he's just used to beating on the Cowboys. Outside of that, what does Odell really do for you? Odell literally is still the same person, bro. I'm telling you, Odell is still one of the best. The problem is the quarterback. Why does everyone keep avoiding Baker Mayfield? I'm not avoiding I'm not avoiding Baker being a problem. Cause he literally did not see Minka Fitzpatrick cross his receiver's face and do that pick six. That is yeah, all on terrible. Baker Mayfield. I'm not ignoring that it's Baker. Baker does play a part in this all the way through. There is no denial of that. But we also gotta look at it the fact that. Even when Eli was the problem in New York, Odell was still getting open and still making highlight plays. He's not doing that in Cleveland. That's not to say that Baker Mayfield is better than Eli Manning, but you have a better offensive line. You have more time to protect yourself. Right. You should be able to get open. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a it's an openness problem from the receivers to the tight ends. They're not as open as we think they are, even when we do watch the tape. No, I think that people forget that football. The average play is how long? Like three seconds? When people are open, you have to throw it. You can't wait for a wide receiver to be open. Then you miss the window. Then expect him to run around for the whole play and get open again. Players are open when they break. Baker Mayfield doesn't have the mental complexity to make that pass during the break. He doesn't see them. You would know. You know football. He doesn't see them on the break. He sees them when they're open. It's too late then. The defense is back in the play. You have to give. You have to feed them the rock on the break. That's why you have counts. That's why you take steps back so you can count in your head. I, and I got a good question for you. I got a good question for you. But I, I respect what you said, though, Scream. Like I feel you, but I think we need to take more into account of what Baker Mayfield is doing rather than you know what the receivers are doing. I agree. But with I you. definitely feel you.
I, I respect what you said. Is, is OBJ Hall of Fame? Currently, no. That's not even a question to answer because it's definitely a no. I mean, I, I'll say this, bro. Like, let's put it like this. Is Steve Smith a Hall of Famer? He got a he got a larger body of work. I wanted to say Yeah, yeah, I, he definitely but, does. But, but for him, but for them to be near the same size and stature and almost as athletic as each other, Steve Smith put in the work to learn how to get open and learn how to consistently be consistent. I have not seen Odell work to be consistently consistent. Remember that year in New York where he kept messing everything up, dropping passes, kicking the fucking goalposts, then marrying the goalposts on the sideline. We've seen uh, Odell not be consistent. We've never seen Steve Smith be inconsistent. So that's why I'm saying, even though the blame does go to Baker Mayfield to make better passes, Jarvis Landry is more consistent than Odell Beckham. And people don't want to talk about that. I think it's so just as much as, just as much as people don't want to talk about Baker making the right throw or wrong throw, Odell's not being a leader. So it makes you question when you look at that Browns team, who's the number one receiver on that team? My answer is not Odell. My answer is Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Of course. That, that was his team prior, though. So, I mean, he has he has the locker room. Odell yeah, but when, but when they was at LSU together, whose team was it, though? I don't think it was neither one of their teams. I just think L- I think Odell was more of a highlight tape in uh, LSU, so it seemed like it was his. You know what I mean? And that, and, but, but that's, that's all it takes. But that's all it takes people to see you as a leader, bro. Look at I mean, let's be like let's look at that drive, yeah, right? Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins went fourth overall. Didn't work out in Buffalo. Didn't work out in L.A. Got he with got Pat Mahomes. Got a ring. He got a ring. Jarvis Landry was a, a second round pick. He made Miami look like everything better than what it was. Odell yes, had yes. one great catch against yes, the uh, the the Cowboys. And then started running slant routes on Michael Thomas, dude. But I like I, mean, I like Landry. I like Landry. I like Landry he's very, too. He's complete. He's complete. He is because he um he played in the slot his whole career, bro. So you know, you ain't playing the slot, you got to be able to do everything. In yep. out street curl, fucking screen. Wait, wait, so who plays the slot now for them? Uh, Odell Jar- or Rashard Higgins? Rashard Higgins, uh, Jarvis, and Odell all play SWAT interchangeably. And that's part okay. of the problem there, too. They all switch up too much. They're not playing a consistent spot. So they can't mm. really get comfortable. They're always moving. And the offense is too complex and needs to be simplified. Mm. It'll cool. help Baker, obviously. Uh, but the other end of it for the Packers, I don't necessarily think they're pretenders. But I thought the defense was going to step up. And boy, was I wrong. I don't know. They're inconsistent. I told you they're inconsistent. No, it's just they lost to the better team. Yeah, they lost to a better team. Even though they got blown out, Tampa Bay was more prepared. Yeah. Clearly. Tampa and that defense prepared. is inconsistent. It is. It's Tampa? always been that way, though. No. Um, Green, Green, Bay's, they, Green Bay's defense is inconsistent. People wouldn't even believe they've been building that defense like the last 10, 11 years, and it's still <laughs> terrible. They've been drafting defensive forever, and it's still terrible. I don't understand. Maybe they just draft terrible. And I the biggest the- moment for them to get to the Super Bowl, they give up 37 points. Yeah, I just don't know. Hey, it bring, you know what it does? It begs the question. Is Aaron Rodgers overrated? No. No, no but absolutely not. At, the same, no. at the same time, though, this is like you said, they've been trying to build that defense instead of building an offense. I mean, they got Devontae Adams. 
cool. You had Donald Driver before he retired. You had Greg Jennings before he left and started sucking. You had James Jones before he left and started sucking. So you put, you did put the right people around Aaron Rodgers to make him look well. And now Robert Tunyon is that new Jimmy Graham for him. He's out here balling, but when are the Packers going to realize that drafting all that defense don't matter if you don't give your quarterback a weapon? You had all the potential. Like, you took Rayshon Gary when you did not need him. And he ain't doing nothing that he need to be doing. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, pack, you could have took a – And then you took uh, a running back when you had two running backs already. Didn't um, Alan Lazard get injured? Yeah. Lazard yeah. got hurt. Yeah. So now That's it's just MBS, ESB, and Tay. That's it. But you know what's funny? I, you said Aaron Rodgers is not overrated because I like what he said. Uh, a bad year for him is somebody's career year. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I was just asking. I, I don't think he's overrated, but I think it's a question that people could ask because his offenses are always so powerful. Even if that's just because he's that good, but his offense are they're always so powerful. And you're like, all right, why can't he win the big games then? You know, hey, man, like, he the, same the average thing. person, but the average, exactly. But the average person would ask that. They wouldn't consider that his defense is bad. They would want to know why he You know what? I know how to answer that. that for you. Put it like this. And you know what? I know I'm going to get flack for this from anybody that listens to this podcast and probably from some of y'all. Matt Ryan gets called overrated for being in the same situation somewhat as Aaron Rodgers, but he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. I will totally admit that. So let's clear the air first off. But people will call Matt Ryan overrated for the offense he does have and can't produce with sometimes, even though that defense can't get off the field and force the ball to Matt Ryan. And then, the exact same problem. And then every year he's top five in stats. Yeah. CVR's touchdowns. He might throw a little more picks than others, but yeah, he's Gus still was. top five. Numerically, he's still top five. So it's like, I just want to say this. Peyton Manning and the Colts have unbelievable offense, no defense, right? When Peyton Manning finally got a defense and his offense stank, he won a chip. Good I don't know about the offense stank. It wasn't as good as it was in years prior. It, yeah, I don't know if it stank. But in Denver, it wasn't too good. He had Denver. Oh, Denver, I, I don't care about Denver. I'm talking about no, Indy. No, I'm talking about – no, I said Indy. He had a great offenses. Like, he had – You know no, the Colts, man. You know he only, he only going to ride with me and yeah, not yeah, give yeah. him a Yeah. I went to the rattle of his feathers. Only. <laughs> nah, nah. I don't, like, I don't hey, know about hey, the Indy. Dream, I, was, I was trying to reel him in real fast. Nah. <laughs> Indy, Just like you yeah, trying to tell me Julio still ain't good, but that, that boy had two touchdowns last week. Yeah, bro. You know what's funny? I used to – this man used to troll me every week while Julio ain't score yeah he got a hundred goddamn yards and can't score this man's a troll me weekly i'm like bro shut up did we win or did we lose hey man bro in a year and a half got a touchdown hey bro he don't need to score he's 31 years old and he get buckets he don't need to score it's my ass ass, and i think this would be the last thing we bring up uh before we end the pod or in this part of the pod uh so Dallas players came out and straight disrespected oh, the coaches. Yeah, there. that's horrible. That's horrible. They are a you two and four that, team that, without their starting quarterback because he broke his ankle, ankle uh, compound fracture. We know Dak is out for the season on a thirty-one million dollar contract. Andy Dalton bombed it versus the Cardinals. They didn't really do much. Zeke is still fumbling. The defense just outright sucks. That's the lead the division. Yeah, but, that, I, that, but, but, but we got to remember though. <laughs> 
we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Their expectations are always extremely higher than any other teams every single year. So bro, it now we, begs we, the question because if over. players, bro, if players are sitting here saying the coaching staff don't know what they're doing, and this is an entirely new coaching staff outside of the offensive coordinator, did Jerry right, Jones ask. make the wrong move? No, right, no, well, I want to no, ask no. this. Wait, can okay. I say something fast? Yeah. Is it is it the coaching staff is bad or the players don't want to buy into the system? Yeah. Because because it's not fair to say, oh, the coach staff is bad when if you have players that don't want to buy into your system, they're gonna call you bad because they don't believe they don't want to do that system. You know what I'm saying? That's just like when Carmelo and Phil Jackson are taking the basketball crack. He didn't want to buy into the triangle and it never worked. So if you don't go in somewhere and not want to buy into that system, I think I think it goes back to what you said too about um the Browns. Uh the Dallas Cowboys just need to be more simplified. You know what I'm saying? They, I, I think they try to do too much. They don't. They run a lot of shotgun, don't they? Three wide receiver sets. Yeah, they do, yeah. and they don't. They don't take advantage of the fact that they have what people consider to be a top five running back in Ezekiel Elliott. But yeah, then see? we. I don't even want to talk about the offense because we don't know what player said it. But it seems to be like it was a defensive player because the defense is 31st overall. But they, then, stink. Then, they always stunk. They always stunk. Like. They but you got Leighton Vander. But let's but let's but let's look at it though. Let let's let's be assholes right quick. Let me be the devil's advocate. You paid Zeke and he has like five fumbles this year. You paid Jalen Smith, and on that play where D Hop went sixty yards, Jalen Smith literally gave up on the play. There is footage. You can go check it out after we are done recording this. Jalen Smith got paid. You did not pay Dak. You did not pay Byron Jones. You paid a running back who ain't running, and you paid a linebacker who's not good without other linebackers. It's Dallas' oh, own fault here. What what I can say is it, it depends on the perspective you look at it as. You you previously had who was their previous defensive coordinator? Um, was it Robin Anelli? Yeah, it was. So you don't bring him back. You got a new DC. This DC has a different scheme now. You used to be their DC is Mike Nolan. Let's just clarify who it is. It's Mike Nolan. He didn't coach a defense <laughs> since 2014 when we fired Mike Smith. So now you got, let's say, Everson Griffin, for instance. You're coming from a system in Minnesota where you, you had three figures in the dirt. You're coming around the outside. Now in this system, which you thought you were signing here because that was a system. That's what you wanted me to do. Now you got me standing up. I, this is not what I'm used to. This is not what I came here for. You can't, you signed me here to be the nose in, fingers in the dirt. I'm coming around outside. Now you, you got me standing up, playing contained. Like, this is not my element. So maybe the players are not buying into the scheme. It was like, oh, no, this is not the position I'm normally used to being in. This is not the position that I flourished in. This is not what got me to this point. So it could be the players not buying into that system. It also could be motherfuckers just bad. It's just terrible. Where they're just giving up on plays because they're looking at the offense like, well, hell, we've been on this damn field for about 10 minutes now because you like, gave up a fumble. You just turned the ball over, four and out. You just picked, threw an interception. What do you want us to do? 
and scream. I think you made a mistake. I don't think they paid Jalen. They paid uh, what's the what's the Lawrence? The Marcus, Marcus Lawrence. Lawrence. No, they paid no, okay, Jaylen so too. no, no, no. They paid Jalen. I'm talking about last off season. So they did pay the oh, Marcus okay. Lawrence about twenty million a year. I'm thank you for bringing it up because he fucking sucks too. Nigga don't yeah, do nothing. He, <laughs> he stinks. Do so you paid a nigga who can't. Play. You paid a nigga who can't get pressure. You paid a linebacker who doesn't actively try to tackle at will, and you don't have any defense because Awuzie's hurt. Jordan Lewis out there stinking it up. Trayvon Diggs is a rookie. He going to get abused because he a rookie. Xavier Woods is not the fucking wrestling version of Xavier Woods, so he just sucks. And then, um, what's his name? Van? What's, what's Van Ash always hurt? Yeah, he's hurt. That's a fan. He's a new Sean Lee. Lee. Always he's hurt. Sean Lee, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but the nigga just came back stink. off injury and still was getting smoked out there. That nigga's a blunt. They, they need to get somebody else other than Andy Dolan, too. Right. He's, he's get Jimmy G. I hear say I hear Sam Donald's on the trade market. Nope. Oh, get Jimmy G. Disgusting. Sam Donald. <laughs> he ain't even better. They they trade Dak. Sam Fran. Nah, they need to get uh what's his name? Um what's his name on the Bills? The backup? Not a backup that punk to his lungs. Oh, it's talking about Nathan Peterman? No, no, no. The one that the one that uh Michael Vick was training on the Ravens. What's his name? He's in the Bills. Tyrod Taylor? Nah, Tyrod in L.A. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. His career might be over. Nah, his career yeah, I think Tyrod. I think Tyrod done, man. I don't know. He's in L.A. sleeping with Drea, man. He ain't over. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know what? I ain't playing with you today, man. I, 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 shit. I was going to say something. I can't say it. A lot of people going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think if Mike McCarthy doesn't turn it around, bro, I don't know if Jerry blows it up or not. I mean, he didn't give up on Garrett until the end, but it ain't looking too pretty for the Mike McCarthy era right now, dog. You, it, it, you like, can't, the you cannot, horrible. You cannot fire that man. He'll be all right. You, you got to at least see a year and a half of him. You can't fire that man that quick. So, um, a real quick, A.B. suspensions is coming up. He's going to get off. What y'all think about that? He's going, going he's to fucking listen? Seattle probably. Man, that is dead as hell. If the Green Bay don't pick that man up, they'll be the dumbest franchise ever. Mm. Well, they if the be Eagles don't the pick Seattle, that man up, they will be the Seattle's dumbest Seattle's the front ever. runner, though. We We – Bro, Seattle's the front You do not man. allow someone to stack that power. Regardless of how y'all feel about A.B., A.B. is a bucket. Yeah. These teams that are depleted at wide receivers should be at his front door right now with cookies. Come to my why, team. And that's why the Chiefs picked up Le'Veon Bell because they need that, that, wide, that running back wide receiver right there. That's yeah, right. deadly. Back. Don't let this – come on. That's gonna be deadly. Chiefs Eagles have me, nothing you know? right now. Nothing. Why are you bringing the Eagles? Oh, that's right, Gary. What's up, my man? What's going on with your Eagles, dumb bums? You be talking crazy in that Discord. Hey, hey, look, though, listen, 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 listen. Like, Wentz is still raw, bro. Look at the footage, bro. Put in with Jaylen no Hurst talent. Already. With no talent, bro. Look at what he does with no talent, bro. Look what yeah, I, he does. You ain't, you ain't scream on having bad years, huh? Y'all both sad. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. The bad, bro. Hey, my co- you, you saw the chat name I gave that shit. Fire Dan <laughs> Quinn. I <laughs> manifested <laughs> that. I don't care, man. I ain't worried about none of that shit, man. But look, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the weekly pick man. OG, we appreciate having you here, dog. Thank you for taking nah, some time to spend my And I appreciate dog, coming in. My brother, it's been fun. My brother. Yes, my sir. Brother.
You got anything yo, you want to plug for the people real quick? Yo, yo Gary, I got I got to stop um, calling you little Tory Lanez, bro. That's not a good name to be called. Hey, before wow, the listeners, y'all could y'all could check us out or check me and Weezy out every Sunday on AGS Sunday OJ on the um, Anchor app. We also on Apple um, Apple um, Podcast. We also on Spotify. Y'all can check us out. We're gonna start doing something dope. We are probably gonna get on the video chat and start uh, having conversations with people on the video chat. Um, we we are looking to expand ourselves. We are on IG. Our IG is uh, AGS underscore Sunday OJ. You can follow us there. You can follow us on Twitter. Same thing, AGS underscore Sunday OJ. And we're doing our thing. Come take a listen. Our screen was on there a few episodes back. And we we, we probably take our chance to uh, get you guys on there too. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, y'all. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Give Us a Break. Uh, you guys scream here with the homies G and Lefty. We're going to get right into our weekly pick em. Week six was not the best week for me and G. Left has usurped G as the leader. He is now overall 31-12 and 12 over these last uh, four weeks. He went 10-4 and four last week, picking all the right people to win. Me and G were on the lower end. I went 7-7. Seven and seven. G went 6-8. and eight. So overall, scream is 27-16. and 16. G is 28 and 15, and Lefty, the leader, is 31 and 12. How you guys feeling uh, going into week seven? Scarlet 12. Can't bet against him sometimes, man. Like an ass. <laughs> I feel the same way, but, you know, we can't pick them all right. Uh, and then, you know, week seven's a very, very critical week for a lot of teams. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's just jump right into this, man. The first game of the week is on Thursday night. Two of the NFC least rivals go head-to-head as the New York football giants head down to Lincoln Financial to play the Philadelphia Eagles. And I am going to take the Giants in that game. G, you the Eagles fan, so I'm going to pick you first. Uh, who are you going with? I'm going to have to take the Eagles because Carson Wentz is playing the best that he can play with what he got. If you look at it, he's actually playing well compared to – what he has, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles, man. We 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 need this one for one. We can't lose to the Giants. We we can't go down like that. We already lost to the Skins. We can't lose to the well, the Washington football team. We can't lose to the Giants as well. I I got Wentz having a great day on that Giants defense. Actually, uh, I'm going with the Giants. Y'all lost Ertz and Miles Sanders. Y'all y'all really running low. That's exactly weapons. why I'm picking the Giants too. Yeah, it's, it's, no it's, Zach, it's no security blanket. For Carson, bro, I can't have faith in him without a security blanket. It sucks because, you know, he hasn't had his full core all season long. Deshaun Jackson is questionable. I believe Alshon's questionable. I think Jalen Rieger is actually active as well as Travis Fulgham, who's been a bright spot for you guys. Yes. But no Zach Ertz. Well, they say Deshaun, Wa- Deshaun Watson might play Thursday. They say he might need Deshaun Jackson, sorry, might play Thursday. So that might be a little bright side for them, but to lose Ertz, which is basically your your third down security, mm-hmm. I, I got to go with the Giants. I don't know. We'll see what Wentz has made up this week for real, for real. Yeah, because if, if the Eagles win that game, bro, Wentz carried, and people got to stop disrespecting Carson Wentz. But, you know, that's a different day, different topic. Moving we'll on to the Sunday games, uh, the first game on the docket is the Detroit Lions traveling down to good old Atlanta where the Braves just choked versus the Dodgers 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And taking on the Falcons, I am actually going to pick my Dirty Birds this time around. 
simply because I think they keep the hot streak going with the offense left. Who are you picking? Uh, I got the Falcons in this one. I'm taking Atlanta. Julio is back. Welcome back to the party. Oh, he's been killing me in fantasy. Yeah, hey, welcome hey. back to the party. Who? Where have you been? Welcome back. Julio been letting Calvin eat, man. He he been letting the young bull get his confidence up. So when it's time for him to go, the young bull can lead the way. I mean, I respect. I, it. I, I dig, I dig that. But shit, I want to win games. Sure. I do too, because <laughs> I'm I don't like being one and five. This shit stinks. Anyway, moving yeah, on to hurts. the next game on the docket for one o'clock games on Sunday, we have the Cleveland Shitters. I mean, the Cleveland Browns going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, and we picked the Browns last week, G, to beat the Steelers, and. Obviously, we now know the Steelers are just going to kick the Browns' ass going forward. So the second time, we're both going to pick Steelers, obviously. Um, I am still picking the Browns to beat the Bengals here only because I don't think the Bengals have the defense to beat the Browns' offense. Yeah, they had had an opportunity to put us down last week, and they just literally blew it. Uh, yeah. I go with the Browns. I'm gonna go with the I Browns go with the Browns. Too. That offense is really explosive. I don't think the Bengals defense has any answers for that offense. So at least if it's a shootout, I'm gonna take the Browns. You let Philip Rivers go three and change? <laughs> yeah, and that was two weeks ago. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like that was a very poor showing, and we should have known better last week, but we didn't know better. Moving on. We have Aaron Rodgers coming off of his first loss of this season where he threw his first two picks. One was a pick six. Going to Texas to play the Houston Texans. I don't like how the Texans look at all. And it sucks that they don't have their first round pick this season. So I'm going Packers for the revenge game, honestly. I think Aaron Rodgers throw fours, touchdown versus this horrible defense. Four to five. I'm gonna go ahead and take Green Bay as well. I think Aaron Rodgers has a field day with that defense. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is feeling really, really terrible about this game he just had against Tampa Bay. And I think he really feels like he needs to redeem himself personally. Even if we don't believe that because his resume, but I think his personal challenge is to redeem himself and throw for about four to five TDs. I'm taking the Packers by a blowout. I don't know about a blowout. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I'll take Green Bay, but I really think it's gonna be a shootout. Deshaun Watson is for what he Special. has, for what Special. he has going right now, and the way he put up the points he put up against Tennessee with that front seven pass rush, yeah, uh, it might be a shootout. Deshaun Watson is special to say the least. <laughs> that kid can play. Definitely yeah. can. Um, Carolina is traveling down to good old Nolans and taking on the Saints. Trap I'm going to take the Saints. Trap game, I'm going to take Carolina. It definitely is a trap game. I do agree with you. But I think Michael Thomas gets his shit together and gets back out there on the field to help expand the Saints offense. Uh, because I think I think the most overrated, underrated player in the entire NFL is Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think he – I think they create some mismatches. You know, Carolina has lost K1 short for the entire season. So they don't have any more run ah, quarters in the middle. You do that have Brian Burns outside and Shaq Thompson. And then you got to remember Luke Keekley retired two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, left, who you take him? They, they have no answer for Alvin Kamara. Got to go with the Saints. At all. They have no answer for Kamara. I might just, I might just literally <laughs> bet on this game. <laughs> you know Kamara's what? We can, we can bet fun. 10 on it. I'll take the Saints. You take the Panthers. I bet 10 on that. No, I'm not oh, betting. Bet, bet. no, I'm, talk, I'm talking about on the app. Speaking of which, speaking of which, this bet thing, how about what we do for the end of these weekly pickups? Whoever wins 
put up a $50 VC for next gen. $50 in VC, next gen 2K? Yeah, $25. I can go with that. Now, hold on. We saying, now, we're saying every single week or at the end of no, the season? No, we're talking about who wins at the end of the season. So, end of the season, the prize is the other two people co- contribute $25 to somebody's 50K, $50 VC. I like yeah, that. Yeah, look, for their second bill. Obviously. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Y'all heard it here first, folks. We are committing that. to a bet where the winner of the weekly pick em earns $50 in total and gets 200K VC for 2K next gen. I like that. I love that. On the fly. I like it. You like yes, it. Sir. I love it. That's nice. All right. Moving on. Um, Buffalo Bills coming off that horrible loss to the Chiefs in which the defense did not look good for the Bills at all. Going to play the New York football Jets. Um, I honestly think we all are picking the Bills and don't even need to speak on this game. Let me just say one thing. Let me just say one thing. We're obviously taking the Bills, but the Jets need to figure this thing out or they're wasting Sam Donald's time, man. They have a franchise quarterback and nothing for him to play. They're wasting his time. I mean, just to be fair, though, Sam Donald is hurt and didn't play last week. Joe Flacco played last week which contributed to their 24-0 loss to Miami. Um, so, But what are they building over there? They're Donald. not giving Sam Donald anything, you know? I mean, you didn't re-sign Robbie Anderson. That definitely hurt. I mean, you got yeah. Denzel Mims in the draft, but I think Donald has to get healthy first and get yeah. back on the field before we can even say that. it's Donald's fault they and that he's that not line. producing anything. They have to work on that line. They got to do the same route the Colts did, start building on the line. You're going to mm-hmm. sacrifice a couple of years, but build that line. And then you start drafting receivers. You get some cheap ones that you can build with. You got to start somewhere. You can't, can't just keep throwing him out in the wildfire and let him get destroyed. I mean, they started in the 2020 draft by taking 6-7 offensive tackle Makai Beckton, who is the only <laughs> untradeable on the team, apparently, according to rumor reports. Uh, so I think it's interesting to see the Jets might blow the team up before the Week 8 deadline next week. Um, yeah. Moving on to the next game, which – I am going to take the lesser of two evils after what I saw Monday night. We have Dallas traveling to Washington. I don't think Andy I don't I don't know if it's Andy Dalton can't lead or Mike McCarthy is just a bad coach with the Cowboys. And you know, we kind of spoke earlier about how the Cowboys coaching staff was called out by players saying they don't know what they're doing. So I'm just going to take Washington because I don't think this team is to I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are playing together. It's hard to pick a team who's not playing together. I think the problem with Dallas, it isn't their offense. Last week, well, Monday, it was only their offense because they didn't have Dak Prescott. I think that Dallas's defense is the real reason because they're always playing from behind. Their offense doesn't get off to the best start, but their defense can't be giving up 30-plus points every single game. And they and have literally done that every anything. single week. That's what off. I'm saying. They're the 31st overall to, ranked defense. Yeah, we, we have to actually consider this terrible defense. We can't just keep blaming Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. You know, now we really can't blame Dak. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Cowboys, man. I'm gonna take them. I just don't believe I love the skins defense, but I don't believe that their offense will I don't I don't see it. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Cowboys in a low scoring game. I'm gonna take the Cowboys about 24-17. Uh, I'm taking Washington. Zeke gotta stop fumbling the ball. Yeah. I feel Andy that. Dalton had it as bad as the defense is. 
you can't continue to put the defense on the field. You can't fumble the ball. You can't keep turning over the ball. You can't have yep. four and outs. Like, you're putting the defense in way too much pressure, as bad as they already are. So, I, I think it. I'm taking Washington in this one. You know, it begs the question, and we probably can bring this up uh, a different time. Do you think Zeke is becoming like Adrian Peterson was? Great running back, but just can't hold the ball all the time? Crazy comparison, I know, but you just for the fumbles, not everything else. What's funny is, just like Adrian Peterson, Zeke was this same person in college. Like, we knew what we were getting. We've seen Zeke do a lot of the same things he's been doing forever. This didn't just start, you know, just like Adrian Peterson. So, to me, I think he's always been that guy. Left any take on that? I, I will have to sit down on that one. Yeah. I will have to sit down on that one. I can I can dig that. Moving on. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I ain't got nothing for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Moving on into what I think could be one of potentially three games of the weeks. We have the Seattle Seahawks traveling down to hot-ass Arizona. Oh, that's tough. And this is going to be one of the tougher games in this week. Seattle is coming off their bye week. They're still 5-0 and currently and leading the NFC. I I love what I see from the Cardinals, but that loss to Detroit really highlights what they're not good at. And I think that Pete Carroll, Daryl Bevel, and uh, Ken Norton Jr., the head coach, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, respectively, figure out a way to not play from behind, and they win this game to cement that 6-0 start. And I believe it's going to be a 2-0 lead, a 2-0 division uh, record rather for the NFC West. I'm taking Seattle. Left, what you got? Who's hurt on Seattle? Um, Somebody's out. Pull that up. Give me one second. Who you, who, who you taking left? I'm interested. I want to take the Cardinals in this one. I want to. You said who? One, I want to take the Cardinals because for one, there's no matchup for D Hop. And having. Larry Fish as a slot. I'm trying to see who's hurt. I believe a linebacker is hurt on the on the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this well, is another injury report this right is a now. Really good game. This is a good one. Yeah. Looking at the injury report for right now, uh, this is from week five before their bye week last week. KJ Wright was hurt but played. Uh, Jordan Brooks, their first round linebacker pick, was hurt. I don't know if he played. What well, he played, he was questionable. Quinn Dunbar was questionable and played. Uh, and as far as your D-Hop point, I think D-Hop versus Shaquille Griffin is going to be a very, very good matchup. I think people sleep on Shaquille Griffin a lot. He's one of the more underrated corners. He's not as great as he could be, but he's underrated. Uh, yeah. Jamal Adams is still hurt, and that's where the issue is. We don't know if Jamal Adams is coming back yet. So oh, that, that is a good part. That's uh, no double teams. I just think that that offense of Seattle, like, you you had too many threats. Like, we know David Moore is a good slot guy. Ty Lock is a great slot guy. Then you got DK Metcalf. Like, I don't know how the Cardinals match up because you only can expand Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson so much. Isaiah Simmons is really playing in the box and rushing. You don't have Chandler Jones. I It's tough because I do agree with you, though, Left. Like, the Cardinals offense is crazy. You can go four wide out there with King and Drake in the backfield. You have Larry Fitzgerald, D-Hop, Andy Isabella, and Christian Kirk all on the field. 
We yeah. saw what happened to Dallas on Monday when Christian Kirk hit that double move and took off on Daryl Worley. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't have the manpower outside of Quentin Dunbar. It's funny. I just watched and Shaquille exactly. Griffin to to cover everybody. Exactly. Isabella's a speedster. Christian Kirk is very underrated because he hasn't performed that much like he was supposed to. But with yeah. D Hop getting double teamed, he's kind of coming out of his shell. It's, it's a pretty even game. It's kind of a pretty even but game. But I'm going to go ahead. Are we really going to bet against Russell Wilson in a tight game? Like, let's be real here. Are we That's really exactly what I'm saying. Are we really going to bet against Russell Wilson in a tight that, game, bro? Have we not learned yet? That boy, that, that boy Tyler Murray, Tyler Murray's a bracket. I don't, I don't but, know. But I'm he's a, not I'm, Russell Wilson. I'm going to go against the green. I'll take the cards. I'm going to take the cards on this one. No. I'm I don't even think it's against the green, though. I think it's <laughs> – this is going to be – this division is the craziest one of the entire NFL for two reasons. Every single team in this division has a quarterback that is worthy of the money they're getting. That's number one. Mm, I don't I, know about that Jimmy yeah. G one. We can talk okay, about that. Jimmy, Jimmy G is still worth <laughs> – at the end of the day, this man got them to a Super Bowl. No matter, no matter how you pin it, Jimmy G followed the Tom Brady code. Get you a defense and ball out enough to hey, protect hey, yourself. Don't throw That's away the game. That's all he does. He did what he's supposed to do. We're not going to disrespect Jimmy G. That's a very Jimmy G over, he overthrew that last pass. But other than that, he played pretty well. Bro. He that's played a, good. Like we can't pass to um, um, so Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I mean, Emmanuel over, Sanders. Overpaid yeah, cool, Alex man. Smith. He played well. He's an overpaid game manager. He did what he had to do. Let's just overpaid he did by a game manager for the most part, but he's better than Alex Smith. Uh, okay. I mean, you know what? We'll we'll bring we can, that up. We can, we can we'll bring that up next week. I like that. <laughs> so, G, you taking Seattle too? I'm taking Seattle. I can't. I can't bet against my boy Russell Wilson, man. I can't. Not in a close game, and I'm expecting it to be a close game. I'm expecting yeah, Seattle. Yeah, I think that one. I think that's one of the shootout games that ends on like a last second touchdown. And they had to see what they happens though. Them last year, they beat them last year. So that they was did, Yeah. Yeah. So, but Wilson's MVP mode this year though. He won't was MVP mode last year. He's all at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's no different. Yeah, Russell, just, Russell is that, always a good time, though. You got a point. All I'm right, we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, looking at the next game, we have Kansas City going up against Denver and the Broncos. Drew Locke returned last week and actually shut all of us up as the Broncos beat the Patriots by six points. All field goals was done in that game. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs, though. I don't think Denver's defense – can do what they did to Cam Newton versus the Chiefs. I don't think Mahomes can really be contained when you don't have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb is not being his best. Jarrell Casey also still hurt, I believe. So I'm thinking Kansas yeah. City. I mean, Denver benefited off of Cam Newton being on a uh, isolation list and not being able to practice or only having a day to practice. So they benefited off of that. So he was rattled. They're not going to get the scene for Kansas City. Kansas City more likely to be a blowout. I think we all agree on that, unfortunately. So, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, Denver. Sorry, Denver. Uh, moving on, speaking of Jimmy G, Jimmy G travels back to his former home in Gillette Stadium to face his old coach in Bill Belichick. I am taking the Niners to win what? this game only because I have not seen – the Patriots defense be as good as it can be. And I think mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan gets back to his roots of running the ball and running crazy play action. Cause the only person on the Patriots defense who could cover George Kittle is Stephon Gilmore. 
I don't have no, I love Devin McCourty before anybody think I'm disrespecting. I love Devin McCourty, but the Niners officially have all their weapons back on offense outside of Tico mm-hmm. Raw. You got Brandon Ayuk, who's like a great pick. Is he signed yet? Yeah, Tevin Coleman is back. He's he's I think he's back while he's still hurt. Even if he's hurt, they still have enough because you got Brandon Ayuk, the rookie, playing out of his mind. You have Debo Samuel coming back out here looking amazing. Did y'all see that run he had with that block by Kittle? Yeah. So you got him looking crazy. You got the best receiving back in all of football and Kyle Juszczyk. I think the Niners' offense is too much for the Patriots' defense. That's just me, though. And Jerk McKinnon is starting. AK, I mean, you can quote me on this one. You can fact check me, but I think that I seen a stat that said this is the first time the New England Patriots had a negative record since 2001. Since 2002. 2002? So, damn. 18 if that years. Spot, that says a lot. I don't know if it's strength of schedule or they just aren't all on the same page, but I'm going to go ahead and take the 49ers because, man, I love Cam, but they're just not looking like the same Patriots, man. It's not looking the same. Left I mean, right. they, had one, they had one bad game. But they haven't – okay, I don't know how much time we got on this one, but they haven't – they haven't really had good games this year. They've had winning games, but they haven't really been playing well at all this year. They've the been, game against Seattle, they went down to one point. Uh, Cam had one of his best career games that game. They, they've been playing good. They had one bad game. They've been playing against the Seahawks. good against the Seahawks. I mean, that's easy to say on paper, but when you watch them, they just don't look the same. Belichick literally – we're literally seeing Belichick play chess, not checkers. We're literally seeing Belichick saying he's literally putting the coaching cap on. He's not letting the quarterback be an extension of the coach, no knock on Cam Newton. But that's what I'm saying. When you look, Belichick is literally just out coaching the other team, except for Pete Carroll. But he's literally just out coaching the other team. It's just not looking like the same offense that that's self-sustainable. I don't think they'd be self-sustainable. Like with Brady, you were able to just let him take the keys and go. But with this offense, and it's not the same at all as it was last year, yeah, they're not the same. I dig it, though. We weren't looking for that once Tom left. We knew that was going to happen. But as far as what they were expected to be versus what they are now, they're a lot better. Well, they're two and three. I mean, how much – Worse can you get than that outside of 0 and 5? The rest of the division? The rest of the division, they, they're only a, a game and a half. Big, damn, they're two games behind. And they haven't even played the Bills yet. Yeah. I don't so know, it's man. like, they, they, so it sounds like left taking the Patriots. Position. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's hard to say because, first of all, the Niners' defense is still depleted. No matter how many people are back on offense, they, their defense is still depleted. They don't have Sermon back. You're right. They, you they, they got Quisby Tart, Fred Warner, and D Ford. That, that's your levels. That's it. And they, they play Buffalo got... next week. I mean, Jason Verrett looked good last week. So, I mean, there's that. You're dealing like, with a dual threat. He's finally healthy for once, and he looked good. Not having, career. Not having Nick Bosa being that, that pass rush. You have a dual threat quarterback. You still got Julian Edelman, who's one of the best route runners in the game. Regardless how you slice it, yeah. so it's it's not as separated as people may make it seem. But as far as see Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots on this one. It, that's what it sounded like from a jump, but you know we're, we're gonna let Patriots. you live. It's all good. I mean, we, <laughs> we always, right? That's a that's a great 
top eight to talk about after this week ends. So we'll bring that up next week, obviously. Uh, moving on to a game that was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago, but the Tennessee Titans were stupid enough to not enforce the COVID rules. Pittsburgh travels down to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Both of these teams are the last two undefeateds in the AFC. I think the Steelers are on a roll, and I think – Nobody in the NFL has an answer for Chase Claypool right now because they're so focused on trying to stop Juju and James Conner. Um, I'm taking the Steelers to stay undefeated and go 6-0. Did Claypool have a good game last week? Claypool had a rushing touchdown last week, and Claypool had a 50-yard catch on Terrence Mitchell after smoking him down the sideline. Had he kept his uh, ballerina toes in, he would have got a touchdown on that play alone. But Claypool had a touchdown last week and had a 50-yard bomb that was really beautiful. And correct me if I'm wrong, Screen, but he, I think he had about 76 yards last year altogether, last week. Uh, I have to get on the site and look. I will confirm that in just a second. Yeah, I, I think Claypool is going to be the key factor because I don't know about you guys. We haven't heard a lot about Adoree Jackson at all. And I don't know if he's going to guard him the entire way. Claypool had four catches for 74 yards on four targets, meaning he caught all four passes. He had two rushes for seven yards, and one was a touchdown. You know why Claypool is really thriving, though, outside of him being actually good and a hard worker? He was undrafted. They have no scouting report on that guy. They know nothing. Teams know nothing about him. So, so he might have actually been a second-round pick. I think we were wrong about him being undrafted. I think he was a second-round pick. Was he a second-round pick? Because he's that. so good. It's like it's hard to believe he was undrafted, but I don't remember hearing his name. I do not. I mean, they compared him to Megatron. Uh, yeah, he was second-round pick number 49, so we apologize for that error that we made about him being undrafted. But Claypool comes in at 6'4", 228 pounds. He's called the second coming of Megatron by being called Maple Tron. That's what was shown on the screen oh, uh, last week during the game. I don't yeah, know. Who, who was the corn? Who was the corn that did that? Who was the corn that on did CBS? That? I'm gonna just leave it at that. Uh, but you know, he's six four, two twenty eight. Great compliment to Juju. So, I'm, I'm again. I got the Steelers winning the game. Which I got, fellas. I got the Steelers winning the game. I think they're legit. I think the Titans are legit too, but I'm, I'm going to take the vet. I'm going to take Big Ben in this one. Sidebar, whoever came up with that nickname, you made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need the Steelers to win. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Malcolm Butler has been a bum since he came to fucking Tennessee. I, I don't. He had two picks last week, I think. He had two uh... picks. <laughs> And Derrick Henry is looking like the king of the runners right now. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a good one. We got some good ones this week. I think Cam Hayward and TJ Watt and Bud Dupree stuffed that line. Unfortunately for the Steelers, Devin Bush has gone to a torn ACL. Uh, So, they lost their guy right in the middle. It's going to be a tough game, but I'm just going to take the Steelers, man. I, I think their offense goes off. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take the Steelers on that one. Moving on to the last Sunday daytime game, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling all the way to L.A. to play the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. I think Herbert's having a great season so far. Herbert is having a great season. He's having an excellent season for a rookie, man. I was not – I won't lie. I was not expecting this from him. I'm going to take the Chargers. 
even though they're one and four and the Jacksonville is one and five, I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take the lesser of two evils, like you said earlier. Yeah, Chargers. Again, I need the Jaguars to lose. <laughs> yeah, lefties out for everybody in the AFC South to lose because the Colts are on a bye week. So there is that. Good thing you get the rest, right? Yes. Um, moving on to the Sunday night game. It's basically the Gruden Bowl as we have the Las Vegas Raiders holding their first Sunday night football game in Allegiant Stadium. But they're taking on Tampa Bay. I got the Bucks winning this game. I hate that Gruden gets so much respect for taking Dungeon's team to the bowl. No, but Dungeon's team. Anyway. <laughs> I agree with you, but different time. Yeah, we'll say that for another time. But um, I'm taking Raiders. I'm saying from their offense. I'm like what I'm saying for them. I don't know. I love Brady, but you know, you know how it's football, man. It's football. Sometimes you gotta take the home team, man. It's a night game. They're gonna be turned up in Vegas, new, new, new stadium. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. I'm gonna take a page out of Love Book and say that I don't think the Raiders' defense has enough for that Buccaneers' offense left. At Who are all. you picking? The Scarlet Twelve. Gotta go with the Scarlet Twelve on that one. Uh, I feel you. As a matter of fact, you're right. I Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, go Gronk whip, woke up. I'm gonna whip the green, and I'm gonna take Brady on this. So I'm looking at everything now. Yeah, I got it. I gotta take Brady. Yeah, that offense is getting it together, man. Yeah, Ronald Jones exactly. is outclassing Leonard Fournette, who again looks like a bust. I'm gonna keep saying it because I called it years ago, but not here. I no can't day, believe right? he said he said football. He said the NFL was easy his rookie season. Yeah, and then look at him. He easily got cut by the damn Jaguars of all people. Moving on, though, the last game of the week comes down to two teams who surprisingly are both, I believe, four and two now. Uh, last, no, the Bears won last week. The Bears are five and one. I'm sorry. The Bears are traveling to L.A. to play the Rams on Monday Night Football. Uh, we all had picked the Rams to beat the Niners last week because we didn't think the Niners would outclass them like they did. Uh, Aaron Donald was contained for the most part, even though he did very well somewhat. Um, Ramsey didn't look his best and has not been looking his best after getting that $105 million contract. But I don't think the Bears' offense has an answer for the Rams' defense because David Montgomery is not Tariq Cohen. Anthony Miller is not Taylor Gabriel. And Allen Robinson is the only threat, really. I mean, Jimmy Graham's a red zone threat, but he's not an all-field threat. So I'm taking the Rams to beat the Bears in Monday Night Football. Left, what you got? That's going to be a close game because it's like defense versus defense. Whose defense is going to give up more at this point? Because both offenses is shaky here and there when it wants to be. But then the defense yeah, is what Cooper keeps Cup them in those games. Yeah, Cooper Cup horrible versus the Niners, dog. Yeah. So it's like whose defense is listed better at this point? So you will have to go with the Rams. You can't bet against Aaron Donald, the number two best player in the league. Yeah, but you got Khalil Mack on the other side. I think people are forgetting about him. Don't yeah. About him. He's, but he isn't as effective as he used to be when he was on the Raiders. We do got to admit that at some point. And I think Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, and Tayshawn Gibson are all having amazing seasons. But nonetheless, you know, while the Bears defense looks better on paper at all levels, the Rams defense has more firepower with the fact of Jalen Ramsey locking one side down and John Johnson being able to play that box and help Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd, who plays his former team for the first time, get some good looks. Um, 
So it is like Lev said, it's defense versus defense, but the Rams has better the Rams have a better offense overall. Robert they Woods, a, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett. It's, yeah, it's a the tough Rams one. got a better they got a better front line. So not only do they stop the run and and along with causing pressure against the quarterback, Khalil Mack is just a pass rusher, not really a run stopper. So him coming yeah, out on the outside, you run up the A gap and you get as much as you can get out of that situation. Khalil, Khalil Mack is not in this play. Those dump plays, he's got to chase. So it's like you're, you're more worried about Aaron Donald stuck clogging the box up where you can't run the ball and you're getting pressure at, to Nick Foles. So I, I got to go with the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. Y'all already said I'm all for Ain't much more than needs to be said. Um, I will say Jerry Goff's game, I respect. His numbers are up all the way down the list. And uh, he's actually looking legit now. He's not looking like a deer in the headlights. I respect Jared Goff, and I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams. I like what I'm hearing from y'all, man. I, I, I think it's going to be fun, funny because it's the second week in a row we have all picked the Rams. Hopefully we are not let down two weeks in a row by them. This but, is my last know. time, Jared. It's my last. <laughs> you got a short leash with me. You got a short leash with me, man. Seriously. Yeah, there is. I don't that. even pick it up because I can't bet on Nick Foles three nights in a row. I can't do that. That is a, that's a good piece. Oh, no, Nick Foles talking to y'all, too, because he playing so well. Like, no, go back to Nick Foles. <laughs> Jesus, man. Go back to Rams, Nick Foles? I hear that. Yeah, go back to <laughs> Nick Foles. Yeah, man. But look, guys, that wraps up another episode for the Give Us a Break podcast. We appreciate y'all listening, as always, man. You can listen to us on anywhere you listen to podcasts, specifically Anchor FM and Spotify and Google Podcasts. We'll see you guys next week. We're going to talk a lot more about Russell Wilson, his MVP case, as well as uh, the Jimmy G thing, because Jimmy G is the second best quarterback in the NFC West. I'm just going to have a hot take right there. Oh, yeah. what it is. We, we, can, we can argue that next oh, week. Can I that be the hot wait. take next week? Yes, please. I can't wait. So, we're, yeah, so can, next I, week. I, I, I would actually argue that. I would actually argue that. That'll be, oh, let, that'll be the hot take next week. First thing on the docket, NFC West quarterbacks ranked because it's going to be interesting because all four of those teams are really good, man. But we out. Peace. Ah! Later. <laughs>